Holman, do you mind if I start the show with a different intro? Uh, we already have an intro, Lightning. We have two of them, actually. Well, I've got a sen- I-, I have a segment I want to lead with. Come on now, it's time to take a trip down Speedy Lane. We're gonna play an exhaust for you, and nope, we're not insane. Well, maybe a little. Know your notes. Come on and cast your vote. Know your notes. Get it right, and you can gloat. Know your notes. Vroom, vroom. Vroom, 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 vroom. All right, here we go. Why do I feel like sauerkraut and bratwurst? <laughs> ideas? Yep. I'm going to guess uh, that would be the Super uh, Turbo Duramax and Lockjaw finally turning on for the first time. That is the supercharged, no turbos, just a supercharged Duramax L5P. Isn't there supposed to be turbos? I thought the whole point of that was a super turbo setup at some point. And that is a different engine for a different project. Ah. Yeah. That is only about uh, 1,500 RPM right there. And then when I shot it for a video that is now uh, on Truck Show Podcast Facebook page, as well as Banks Power, um, you can see Lockjaw revving to 4,000 RPM, and it is unholy. Holman, I have stood next to countless vehicles like you, and at 4,000 RPM, this is just, as Gail calls it, it's ripping sheets. It is just, it just is wild and wacky and weird and and so visceral and sitting inside of it and just nailing the throttle is just, I don't know. I've been on a lot what, of motorcycles What and happened, nothing sounded like this. What happened when you put it in gear? Uh, well, I didn't put it in gear yet. So it does technically shift. So right now, you are a brand new airplane coming out of the factory. And you, you've fired it up for the first time, but you haven't done taxi tests yet. Oh, that is true. That's true. So we haven't bled the Willwood brakes yet. And so we're, we're in fear that uh, we won't be able to hold the truck in place if we put it in drive, just even at idle. So yeah, that you is... guys have the dyno that has the uh, straps on it. Why don't you back it up to the dyno? Turn it on and then just put straps on the just, back. Just haven't done it yet. There's mm. no like excuse. We just literally have not done it yet. But um, I want, I'm going to talk about uh, my trip out to Summer Truck Nationals in Arlington, Texas, out there in AT&T Stadium wait, in wait, a little wait, bit. Wait, wait. Did and, you do your homework for Jordan yet? Um, so I knew you would ask me, and I have already taken the photograph you, of you, me and the California. You realize I'm asking you because you're going to pimp somebody else's truck show without doing your homework. In repentance for uh, your ills against Jordan. I will Jordan. say this. Jordan, if you're listening, the show was not as good as yours. And I'm not saying that because- He is listening, by he, the way. I know that. And he, he, I'm sure he's already heard because by the time this come out, it's well past the show. And the show was good, but it wasn't up to snuff, up to Jordan's Was it a speed. good first year show, though? It was. Yeah. It was a great first year show. Um, I think the heat really kept a lot of people out of that area of Texas. It was just unbearable heat. Uh, one of the guys that works with us uh, had heat stroke. Like died. it was no, but oh. it took him three hours to recover oh, as he's I lucky. loaded Some, everything back it, on the trailer. Sometimes it, oh, that was just an excuse. You <laughs> fell for that? Uh, he did not look well. I'm telling you. I mean, I wouldn't want to load a trailer in that kind of heat either. Yeah. It How was, close uh, uh, to death were you? I was not that well, close let me, to death. Let me rephrase. But... How close was I to getting a new podcast partner? 50% there. Ah, that's a, that's, that's <laughs> high. I'm still recovering. 
I you, mean, you on the horrible. show, I, I I feel horrible. I feel tired. This is a week later. I still yeah. feel tired. Well, there was uh, there was a lot of driving. There was twenty hours straight of driving, mm-hmm. and uh, that's no big deal. But it was on top of already being hot and dehydrated and everything else. But it was a great trip. Which were uh, I've got some audio. I did I actually did some interviews, Holman. Oh, all right, good. I'm glad I uh, I shamed you into doing your job. You absolutely did. Wonderful. So uh, for those of you who who listen regularly, you've probably figured out. Every once in a while, we may record a show or two at the same time because we're going out of town or whatever. And the last I don't month think they that. and a half or so, there's been several ones where we've skipped because Lightning's been out of town, I've been out of town, and so that's why the news isn't quite as timely. Well, this is one of those things where there's so much stuff going on. I was looking at all the things we need to talk about, and I was going, I don't know how we're going to fit it into one show. We've got a lot to talk about on this show, but we should probably not spend 20 minutes talking about it before we thank Nissan for mm. coming through for four years of Truck Show podcast support. Slow so. clap. I never know how slow a slow clap actually is. It, is it like this? Where are we? I don't know. We don't have to. Yeah, but if you're, I just like to switch it up. Okay. All right. If you uh, guys are in the market for a new truck, head on down to your local Nissan dealer. You want to check out the Nissan Frontier, the Nissan Titan, the Nissan Titan XD, and the Titans have the industry's best five-year, 100,000-mile warranty. I wish I would have been sitting in a zero-gravity seat all the way to Texas because the seat I was in, not as good. It, I mean, I just, it just my butt. No, I'm not getting it. Tailbone. So you always get on me about having to stop at rest stops. Yeah. You know, because of my, my pea-sized bladder, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, you're like my wife. Uh, yes. But this was, I just had to get up because my buns were hurting. Yeah, no, the uh, the Titan zero-gravity seats are pretty fantastic. Yeah. Pretty awesome for those long trips. Anyway, back to the warranty. If you were to have bought a truck when this show started, mm-hmm. you would still be under warranty. That's how long five years is. Oh, my God. That's true. Right? We've been on forever. It seems like it, and there is no warranty on this show. All right, head over to NissanUSA.com. You guys can build and price the Nissan Titan of your dreams. We would have paid out and been broke. No, we just would have been on the side of the road destitute. I'm no, saying nobody if, came to save no, us. If we were if we were warranting the show, oh, horrible. we would have had to pay out to yeah, all no, those we listeners. would be, like I said, destitute. <laughs> right. Yeah. You get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. That's to our listeners who uh, uh, <laughs> want to claim their warranty. Uh, and the ones that want to claim their stickers. Mm. <laughs> All right. Uh, next up on our uh, thank you tour, uh, not the apology tour, this is the thank you for sponsoring tour, is uh, Banks Power. And so not only do you guys make uh, supercharged Duramaxes for the masses and crate engines, mm-hmm. well, ready we, to go right we, now. We, no, no, uh, not ready to uh, go right now. No, With no, turbos those, on them. Those are coming. Those are coming. Okay. The supercharged right. Duramax R866SC, that yeah. is coming soon. What as, does that mean? Uh, oh, that's- A year? Two years? Uh, next year. Next year. It was supposed to be this year, but we picked up a military hybrid project, which I can't say more about. Uh, That has taken everyone's time. All right. So if I am, I've got a truck Mm -hmm. and I want that engine and it is all done, ready to go, what do I have to do? Do Is there a list from banks that says I want to be a hand raiser? I want the first one. There is. Go right to bankspower.com slash engines. Really? Yes, sir. Do it right now. Look, hey, look. You don't believe me. Go there. No, no, I believe you. Okay. But what I don't know is what if that's too much engine? Do you have a series of crate motors that I could select from? No, that's the that's the entry level. The supercharged that's the entry, level? entry level. Yeah, so the that's stage you, 1. So you only you only go stage 1 baller. Stage 1? No, dude. You stage ready? 8 baller? Stage 2 is a is a twin turbo okay. and stage 3 is a supercharged twin turbo. So stage one is the one that's in lockjaw. Yep. That will be available first next year. Right. We are taking orders for that at bankspower.com. Well, mm-hmm. enter, you, like, you sign up for interest, yep. right? And then 
We'll get back to you on that one. Stage two is, again, the twin turbo. Stage three is the one that we're taking to Pikes Peak in the old Sidewinder yep. Type R truck. Yep. Single cab, short bed, right. 05. Uh, GMC. GMC, yep. yep. So that is that build is being created now. Matt Gamble in engineering is designing that engine. We're going to take it to Pikes Peak, show everyone how awesome it is, and then you will be able to buy that shortly thereafter. So uh, race on Sunday, sell on Monday. Kind of, yeah. All right. Well, if you're interested in some of the most badass uh, diesel crate engines out there, you want to head over to bankspower.com and put your name on the list, and it'll be right behind my list of stuff I'd like to get done as well. It's it's actually going to happen. These engines are going to happen. These are going to happen. Unlike your F100, yes. Right, right. Yes. But by the way, if, you, if you're looking for parts that you can actually buy and put in your truck today- oh, the street legal one. You just put in your year making model at bankspower.com and go shopping. And speaking of shopping, Holman, in my Facebook feed lately, a lot of Onyx Maps ads, oh. which are really cool. They're 3D maps. Yeah. I really hadn't- because. I haven't spent a lot of time with Onyx yet, mm-hmm. except for in your truck, which sure. excited to get mine going. And I love how it literally maps out in real time. It's almost like an animation yeah. over a 3D map. Yeah, it's cool. really cool. And these are just the ads. I'm like, I need this. Yeah, that's just one of the features I love about Onyx. Of course, uh, if you sign up for the premium subscription, you can get public and private land info. And by the way, the public and private land info is kind of interesting because when you're in a strange neighborhood or even in your neighborhood and you're like, Mrs. Jenkins is always walking her dog by my house and I don't know where she lives. Dude, you can go on there, and if the house is in her name, you go, oh, she lives in that house. Are you serious? It yeah. ties into public records? Everything. So what? not only just land, but like your neighborhood. So you can see who owns what houses or things like that. Or if you want to find out that uh, that troublesome party house down the street, you want to know who the owner is? Dude, Onyx Maps can help you. So there's one of those. So you picked me up on the way here. Yeah. Two houses for me is yeah. that house, because it's a, I live by Cal State Long Beach. And so this is the house where the students live. All right, so we're gonna and there's do, always a party in the backyard. All right, we're going to do a little test here. I'm going to okay. pull. I'm pulling up Onyx Maps on my phone right now. Okay. By the way, guys, uh, you can also make changes on Onyx Maps. So whatever you do on your phone or on your computer or on your uh, iPad, it goes to all the devices. And of course, you it's go to synchronized the, as they that's say. That's right. You go to the Google Play Store. You go to the Apple App Store. All right, I'm going to bring up uh, Lightning's neighborhood here. Okay, so not my neighbor with the Toyota. Tacoma, the one next to him. Yeah, so I'm, I'm bringing this up right now, and then I'm going to show you, and you'll be able to tell me what what the name is that you uh, that you come across there. All right, all right, I've handed Lightning my phone, and mm-hmm. Lightning, I've, I've pointed your house there, and you can see the name of the owner of your house. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, wow. Now look down over on the neighborhood. Uh, can you see the, the name of the owner? Let's out them on the truck show the podcast. The party house? Yeah. Yeah, well, this is Christopher Br- Oh, all right. So Christopher J, by the way, <laughs> it even has his middle initial here. You guys are going down. <laughs> Thanks to Onyx. No, seriously, uh, that's the cool thing about Onyx is is you can see. I who- wonder if Christopher knows that parties are being thrown in his rental. Well, that's house. what I'm saying is you should now you know now you get you can get a hold of them. Interesting. All right, guys, uh, thousands of off road trails in addition to knowing who owns your neighbor's houses, public and private land info, customized with markups, save maps or offline use. You can track, save, and share trips, and you can of course sync with CarPlay and Android Auto. And if you want to buy a subscription, use the code word truck show. Truck show and get a discount. So onyxmaps.com. The truck show. We're going to show you what we know. We're going to answer what the truck. Because truck rides with. The truck show. We have the lifted, we have the lowered, and everything in between. We'll talk about trucks that run on the The Truck Show, The Truck Show, oh, oh. It's The Truck Show with your hosts, Lightning 
and Holman. All right, Holman, where do we want to start off? You want to start off with my uh, trip to Texas? What do you think? Uh, uh, I just want to play you a quick audio clip. First. Oh, oh, you have something. Okay, well, then I need to hand you this thing right here. Let me unplug that. Sorry, I had to cut off the intro so I can give the cable to Holman, plugging into his laptop. What you got there, fine, sir? All right, I'm going to play this little note because it is highly exciting. Okay, I don't know what this is then. Why are you? All right, go ahead. Those are Hemi. That's like that's a car. What does that have to do with us? Be a uh, Wrangler 392 with stock exhaust. And <gasps> that was what? St- does that mean that you pulled the trigger? That was stock exhaust, by the way. Stock exhaust. That was just stock exhaust. Yeah, I know. It sounds, sounds amazing. Freaking glorious. Does this mean that you pulled the trigger? I might have uh, order in right now. So, yeah. Coleman, the the proud soon to be owner of a G392. Uh, that's, that's be my uh, my. Uh, driveway here in a few months. Uh, so, so you're going from the uh, the TRX, the, the loaner TRX yeah, yeah, that yeah. is already pissed off your neighbors yeah. to that. Yeah. And the thing <laughs> is, I went to drop you off with Jackson to go pick up your uh, TRX. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And Jackson and I were talking because he had some AV 392s on the lot. Mm-hmm. He said, "Hey, let's go check them out while you know Jay's doing whatever Jay does." Did oh, you say, uh, "I'm sorry, Mr. Jackson"? Woohoo! No, I did not. I say am that. for real. No, no, you easy. didn't do that. Easy. Oh. Uh, good song though. Uh, so no, I, I, I told him, Hey man, I, I just wish I could get a 392. It's, it's the last of the era. I've been telling our podcast listeners that if you have an opportunity, time to buy these things. Cause if you don't, the, the time's going to pass and that's you it. Were, it says, no, you guys don't believe this. This is how it went down. I walk out cause I'm signing paperwork with, uh, with Jamie, his uh, salesman. I pop outside with my little Dr. Pepper and Holman is there with Jackson, and Holman is convincing Jackson why it's the time to buy the. Jackson, no, 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 no. Jackson owns the dealership. He knows it's no, the time. No, no. I was convincing him why I can't afford one. And then Jackson said, while you were in the room, have you run the numbers? And I went, I just know I can't afford it. It's a stupid name. He goes, do you know what yours is worth? And I went, No. <laughs> and he said, I, if it were me, I would have it on my lot for X, Y, Z. And I went, oh, my God, I can afford a 392. Yes. So I uh, made the appropriate uh, calls and got the clearances from the appropriate, uh, appropriate people, such as the- uh, the, the appropriate person. <laughs> the uh, Department of War and Finance, uh-huh. and uh, also my sponsors uh, who have helped me out on the build to make sure they were all good with it. Yeah. And they're all good with it. That's, they, I'm glad you did that because many people who build mm-hmm. show vehicles don't consult with yep. their sponsors. If, if you guys know me- I keep my vehicles for seven, eight, ten years. Like I don't, I don't flip them. So this is like, this is almost a uh, an ethical thing for me because I feel like not enough time has gone by with all the stuff. Even though it's got a ton of social, it's got a ton of ROI. Yep. Everybody's super happy. But I called uh, the main ones one by one and asked their permission if they were cool with it. And they said, "What am I doing?" I said, "I'm getting a 392." And they all said, "Well, we need more 392 content because there's not a lot out there." So if you're doing the same thing with 392 that you did with the other one. We want to partner up with you. And I went, okay, if you guys are good with it. My, my wife was super supportive, and she's like, yeah, I don't care if that's what you want. It's like, really? That's rad. So I, there's no reason not to. And the, the way I look at it is, uh, again, it's the time. It's like peak Wrangler, right, You know, as far as uh, internal combustion goes. 
It's a V8 Wrangler, something I've always wanted. Full factory warranty, you can start over. And you think about it, it's probably one of the most reliable powertrains that Chrysler makes, right? It's a 6.4 Hemi and a 8-speed. I mean, it's been out for how many years now? For I mean, they have millions of those things, right? Right, right. Everything from a power wagon to the SRTs and all that kind of stuff. Uh, it doesn't have the small auxiliary battery with the electronic start-stop, so it's one less thing you got to worry about going bad out in the field. You might actually that. get better fuel economy than you will with your 3.6 and your Edelbrock Supercharger currently. Yeah. Yeah, which is amazing. <laughs> so, I mean, uh, that's one of the things where you go, hmm, the number. And I and so my insurance agent and I are, are buddies on Facebook also, and uh, he saw my post and he goes, hey, just check. Your insurance only goes up 23 bucks a month. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> oh yeah, my all right. God. So it's uh, talk about proactive. Yeah. So anyway, uh, I had to get freaking commercial insurance on the TRX. Well, because you have an LLC. Yeah, I did start an uh, LLC I just for the truck. That. Yeah. So anyway, I, dude, right. hi, come here, come here, high five on that right yeah. here. So there I'm five. still nervous. It's a lot of money. I still have to sell the uh, the current jail. Uh, it's getting detailed by your buddy Rob. Oh yeah, he's tomorrow. good. Yep, good. So he's gonna yep. take care CR of it. Shine. CR Shine, and uh, so he's gonna come by and do that tomorrow. And then uh, it's, it's going to go up, and so hopefully it'll move, and uh, I'll be able to have the down payment I need for the 392. What's the timeline looking like? Uh, so a good friend of mine who shall remain uh, nameless at a certain company with four letters. Well, I mean, we call- Push you to the M- front of the line? Mim Jorison uh-huh. uh, may have uh, <laughs> called me and said, when do you want it by? And then told me when the 23s go in production, and then may have said, if you would like us to take care of you that week, we could- is there any advantage to having a 23 over a 22? No, or they're, other they're than just the same. Okay. Yeah, they're the same, which which a lot of people are like, oh, Uconnect is the same and all that, all the, the electronics. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So uh, no no issue as to whether it's 22 or 23. Just, you know, they, they were building out the last of the 392s and the 22 model year. And then uh, I was like, I'm ordering it. Let's just do a 23. It's a few weeks out, so. Wow. Pretty excited. Yeah. Hey, you are a little nervous, though. I can very, tell. very nervous. Yeah. Like, this is this will be, this, here's, this is what's interesting. The first vehicle I have bought for myself since 1998 that does not have a manual transmission. Is that true? That is true. It'll also be the most expensive vehicle I've ever owned. Well, that makes two of us The now. most exclusive vehicle I've ever owned, at least in terms of limited production and things like that. The most powerful vehicle I've ever personally owned, not driven, but owned, like had my name on the title. Yep. Uh, and probably the most capable out of the box that I've ever owned uh, from the factory. And I'm thinking- A lot of, and, a lot of milestones the, there. And the fastest mm-hmm. and the quickest that I've ever owned. I mean, that's that's insanity right there, right? But you, I mean, you have to do it because this is a, a great time to buy, as Jackson said in the last podcast- Yeah. If you're going to order in advance, yep. you'll lock in the price, yep. and it's going to be less money than if the vehicle were sitting on the dealer lot. Yep. The fact that you can trade it in and have a nice down payment, like a pretty well, healthy And part down of that payment. is because I overpay on my lo- on my payment every month. Right. So like, I don't owe hardly anything on it. So it's that's all going to down payment. That's how I'm going to be able to afford 392. Right. Yeah, all that stuff. I mean, it's, 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 do it's you, scary, dude. Do you know color yet? Oh uh, yeah, it'll be red. Red. I miss my red Jeep. So not Stingray. So I love uh, Stingray. It was fun to live with. It looks great out in the desert. But then every time I saw pictures of my buddy's Jeeps, like when Jackson had his red one, uh, I just got just the way red pops out in nature. It just looks amazing. It definitely does stand out. Yeah. Yeah. I I like I like red. I've owned red cars, uh-huh. but your Stingray is one of my favorites. Yeah. No. I, which I, I I wasn't even familiar with that color until you bought it. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I like Stingray because it's uh, kind of looks like wet concrete. It doesn't look like a cinder block wall. Right. When it's nice and it's waxed like there's up. that Porsche gray or the Audi gray that's got like some brown in it, which yeah. not not good. Eh. You're the Stingray. Oh, well, the Stingray anyway, is a great color. You're right? not get, so whoever buys yours is going to get a nice and, color. And, and you know, it's better than the Anvil blue gray that they had before on the JKs, which I wasn't a fan of. I think Stingray is perfectly neutral. Now, if our listeners are interested, they can't get it, right? Because you're doing some kind of trade with a dealer, or what do you... I, listen, uh, slide into my DMs if uh, if you're interested. It's all AV, everything no, it's, AV. It, well, it's every, it got the best of everything on it. I mean, I could go down the list, but it, it would be an entire podcast to talk about everything that I've put on it, or I've had installed on it, or it's the best parts of everything. Do it's, you have a list? If someone I, I, worked yeah, here, yeah, that yeah, you I, could copy I, and paste? I already have a list, yeah. Okay. All right, well, so, if you're interested, slide into uh, at Sean P. Holman yeah, on so, the gram. Yeah, so... Um, you know, this one, uh, the new one's going to go to AV uh, also, and then uh, I'm going to drive it home from Michigan. It's the plan. So, fingers crossed. I think it should be- uh, should No, 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 no. You, you screwed up. We are going to drive it home from Michigan. Uh, okay. All right. Listen, I told you, if, you, if you can get out of work- I will. During that time. It, what, it was, you're going to have it in a couple of months, right? Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to try. All right. So, uh, speaking of these vehicles, I, I will just throw, throw in there that I have a whopping 210 miles on the TRX so far. So, I, I shouldn't even add. We will, we'll save for the next episode of how I much haven't you like. even reached. You haven't so, put gas in it yet. So, last. No, I haven't. Because I'm still off the uh, the supply that Jackson gave me. Yeah. You know, they, they filled it up at the dealership. So, I have my whopping 210 on there right now. And I can't do launch mode. Launch mode won't even activate till 500 miles. Yeah. And you shouldn't do launch mode. No, no, I shouldn't. Oh, um, uh, real quick. Before we forget, that sound clip was uh, Borla. Uh, where they do Borla is great because they have their stock before and after. Yeah, before and after. So that was stock with Borla. So I got to give them props to that. Do you want me to play the attack for you real quick? Yes, please. Just so you can hear. What... I want you to play the attack on mine too, the TRX, because I uh, we were talking about. Remember you were, when we went up and talked to David and went for the tour? Yeah. He's like, bring the TRX when you get it, and now I think it's time. All right. Well, here's uh, this is the attack on the uh, 392. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like it's raspy. I like that raspy. That's amazing. From a big shoebox on solid axles. And that's in a, that's a Jeep. That's unholy. Oh. And they keep <laughs> the... Uh, they keep the exhaust valves on it too for quiet mode. Oh, really? And, and really loud mode. Nice. All right, let me let me find the real quick. I'll do the. So you're uh, you're not here. looking at a lawsuit from your neighbors then? Uh, no. The, the nice thing about the 392 is it has the quiet button. Yeah. So you can hit that, and then it's uh, you know, it's not crazy. All right. So here is the uh, the Borla TRX exhaust. So we'll do uh, just like we did. We'll do before and after. Your stock. Okay. Sounds good. Deep, deep bass. Very familiar sound yeah, to me yeah, every day. Yeah, yeah, so you hear the cracking, but it's not... I don't know. Let, okay, let's hear the attack. The cracking is louder. Good. 
<laughs> what makes I mean, that drive by? That? that drive by makes me smile. Yeah, right. That's wild. Uh. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll we'll get into your TRX down the line. Yeah, we don't you, you got to get miles on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Two hundred and ten ain't nothing. Ah, uh, yeah. No, it it isn't. I've got. I think I'm up to almost seventeen thousand on uh, on the long term. Although it goes back pretty soon. Like I think I have a month left with it, and I have to say goodbye, which is gonna be really sad for me. Are you going to actually kiss it? I'll hug you it. should. It's definitely one of the the best uh, one of the best trucks I've ever had that I've ever had as a long term. I've had a lot of different stuff. This one's going to be hard to say goodbye to. How about all of your American Adventure Lab stuff that's in the back? That all goes. It all goes. Yeah. So a lot of there's some enough differences on a 392 where there has to be some new stuff in there. Okay. You know, mm, your tent. Uh, negotiable. Oh, interesting. Negotiable. Okay. Yeah. Got it. I like I, that. I have some ideas on some things I want to change. I want to key lightweighted. Oh, I, here's a just a funny sidebar on this. A lot of people have asked me, hey, you're going to go to AV and get uh, 37s, right? Uh, and I was like, yeah. They go, did you order the XR? And the XR is the Extreme Recon Package, which comes from the factory 35s. And I said, yeah, I did. And they're like, well, gee, that's a $4,000 option. Like, if it was already going to AV, why would you do that? So I figured I would just throw it out on the podcast. So the XR comes with uh, the Mopar beadlock wheels. And the tires. You can easily sell those brand new with zero miles on them for like three grand, 3500 depending on where you are. So that almost pays for the entire package right there. But you also get the little cool fender extension. Some people hate them. I think they're cool. You get 456 gears, so you don't have to re-gear okay. with 37s. You're okay. good to go. So as far as driving, you don't even open up the diffs to put on to put gears in. And your gross vehicle weight rating jumps up to 6250. From? 5800 on mine. Okay. So that's a significant... Ba- uh, you know, upgrade uh, frame is beefier on a 392. Yeah, yeah you can take me and, as your co-pilot now. And you, that's right. And you can take. Uh, if <laughs> I'm you, not that heavy. Guys. If you own a company, well, if you own a company, uh, you get that's right off territory because you're above the 6,200 pound limit oh. at least here in California. So you start looking at all that stuff, and it's like you know I'm saving the money on a regear, and I can offset the price by just selling my wheels and tires that came on it, and I get the fender extension. You also get the little tail light extensions that stick the taillights out of the body to clear the rear spare and all that. So you, all your blind spot works correctly and all that stuff. So I decided uh, to go XR, and I, I think that's one of the you know the few options that exist on that thing. So. I didn't even know the XR existed, so that's news to me. Dude, 392 XR from the factory with 35s, pretty, you know, 1.5-inch lift from the factory, all that stuff. Yeah, but I with mean, 37s, is cooler looking. Oh, no, for sure. It is. But I mean- Now, you know, would you ever go 40s? Because a lot no, of guys go 40s. No. You've got the power to move 40s. Yeah, I don't, I, because you have to get into axles and things like that. Oh. I don't want to get into axles. And to be honest, I, I'm tired of watching guys on 40s and 42s like just go straight up stuff. I like picking my way through, and I, that's part of what I enjoy wheeling. And, and I want to drive it every day. And so you, you do are, enjoy the challenge. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I enjoy technical driving and, and picking lines and all that stuff. So- all right. Uh, Summer Trucking uh, Nationals, Arlington, Texas. I drove uh, 3,000 miles, give or take, round trip. So I drove our 2020 Ram 3500. Sorry, R meaning banks, right? The big wrapped one that I steal often. It's got the high output with the uh, Eisen uh, transmission, the uh, the Carly pintop suspension, which rides a little bouncy unloaded. But man, I put the Jim Glow trailer. Uh, it's the Tilt Deck trailer, which we talked about on the show before. And I strapped the lockjaw down on top of it, and that truck drove like a couch. It was just, it was perfect in every way. I, I cannot speak highly enough about this this 20 Ram with the, with the HO. It's just this, my God, it was so great to tow with. Like, it just, it tra- pulling, unloaded, bouncy, 
just tolerable on freeways. And you don't have the air suspension, or you do have the do have the air suspension. So the load leveling air suspension Works makes like it, it's a awesome. champ. Yeah. And I'm my God with the the Carly and towing was just it was a dream. Yeah, it was a dream. So we left Tuesday, stopped in Lake Havasu City to crash in my buddy Chad's house. The following morning, we woke up, we started lockjaw, and dumped three gallons of diesel all over his garage floor. There was a uh, an AN fitting that was loose on the top of the uh, the fuel tank and just over everything. It sucked and took us an hour just to clean all the diesel uh. up. We we didn't have AN wrenches, but we just used a crescent because we had and um, tightened it up. Started just to impress him because he let us crash at his house. I'm like, the least we could do is fire it up for him. And so it we, burned to the ground, and it is no more. No, no, no. It was, it was it was great. But here's the thing. So we we fired it up. It sprayed. But then we went to go lift the tailgate up, or the, the entire bed assembly. If you've ever seen Lockjaw on the 66, it's got a parting line that splits kind of like um, the top half of the bed and the, or the top third and the lower two-thirds. How do I describe this, Holman? There was just a, you just did. a, a feature. Okay, well, no, anyway. No, it's not a feature. It's just that's the body seam, a natural body seam right there, body, and you split it apart. Well, we split it. It was not easy to split apart. Right. It took the, both Eric's at work like an entire week to split, a, split it apart because the guys back in 65 when they were making this truck must have got paid by the spot weld because there were th- hundreds of spot welds. Anyway, so it's held up by a six-bar linkage that Matt Gamble made. So basically, as the... As the bed goes up, it goes away and back because the tailgate is welded to the top section of the bed. So you can't just tilt it back like a dump bed. It has to articulate up and out. Well, as I'm lifting it up, we broke one of the bars that suspends the whole thing. So it came collapsing down Oops. on us. And uh, it's and good. You, because is we, that how you lost your arm? No. Oh. No. That was in a tragic blimp accident many in the uh, in the 1910s. You had an arm last week. What happened? <laughs> so anyway, uh, when we finally got out to uh, Summer Truck and Nationals, we just had to prop the bed up with a big uh, four by four so people could see in there and see all the, the, the good bits that are inside. But Summer Truck and Nationals is huge. Not as big as I wanted it to be, but it was a pretty good show for its first time out. There was about 1,500 trucks. Um, like I said earlier in the show, it was a little bit smaller than a Florida truck meet or Lone Star Throwdown. I think what kept a lot of people away was the heat. It was 106 degrees with over 50% humidity. Ooh. Blue skies, but just... Mm. Just, How much of it was inside? Because that's a beautiful facility. All of it was outside. No, one hundred percent. So of it nothing was, was inside the zero. Oh, because the, the the facility, the inside of that place is unbelievable. Zero. So I peeked through the door. How much of the outside was a reflection off the exterior, <laughs> making it one hundred and fifty degrees? It looked like a spacecraft. Yeah, I told you. Uh, it the like good news field. is that the way they have the glass tilted, the reflection of the sun does not hit back. Doesn't mm-hmm. hit you as. You know, spectators walking up to the stadium or us who were just had our easy up tents out there. Home and I had one of those, uh, I don't know, 12 ounce bottles of water every 15 minutes all day for three days in a row. I've never drank so much water in my entire life ever, ever. So you gave up soda right after that since your body was completely detoxed and clean. I was drinking anything. We had Dr. Peppers. We sucked them all down. <laughs> then we, yeah, like we went to the... We were going through four bags of ice in a regular igloo container. I should have had like a nice Yeti or something. The igloos kind of suck because they don't retain the, the cold. But 
we were just burning ice like left and right. It was just, I, God, it was ungodly. The, the Texans were coming up, apologizing to us. They're like, yeah, this isn't normal. Like, this blows. Sure it isn't. Anyway, so I-, I um, Did you ask him if that crappy lunch from Whataburger was normal or I not? I had two Whataburgers right. while I was there. And? And I didn't gram them. I should have. And? One was in my hotel room. I was editing our last podcast. Okay, okay. and? So the last Whataburger was a Costco burger. It felt it tasted like Costco patties, mm-hmm. and it had the only thing that made it not Costco was which Costco s- patties aren't horrible. No, they're fine. This was every hamburger I've ever had at a backyard barbecue. Okay, it's just what it, they're going for. And the fries were freaking Wiener Schnitzel fries. Yeah, you did text me that. They are like I had this epiphany. I go, oh, these are Wiener Schnitzel fries. How dare they? Yeah, the same same supplier, something same like that. Same supplier, exactly. And um, so then I had it again because I thought, all right, that must have been just a miss. Maybe I was at a bad franchise because they are franchises, right? The yep. Whataburgers. By the way, all uh, In and Outs are uh, company owned stores. There are right. no franchises. Yes. All right, so so anyway, I had, I had another one, and yeah. it was just equally as is just average. Yeah. Yeah. Average or bad? Average. No, not bad. Just hmm. so average. Just mm-hmm. like. It could have been at any Tom's number three. You know what I mean? It was just, sure. Just a burger. Or number four. Whatever. I don't know. My fun was starting Lockjaw in front of a ton of people. I would fire it up, rev it. And immediately you fouled the spark plugs by doing that with a cold engine. There are no spark plugs on a diesel <laughs> oh. engine, my friend. No. It's compression-based. So, what? Yeah. That's, uh, that, I'll teach you Tell about that more. sometime. Yeah. So anyway, that was a huge hit. I reposted the video on Truck Show Podcast uh, Facebook page, so go watch a couple of videos that I posted there. You'll you'll like the truck. So my first interview is with Chris Payne, as you'll recall. He's truck guru. He specializes in uh, managing show truck builds. Well, look who it is, Mr. Chris Truck Guru Payne. What's going on, everybody? Uh, I like your Bucky's hat, by the way. Yeah, you have to get like one or five of them. They, they go fast there. So you've got the it's a Bucky straw hat. Absolutely, man. The sun is brutal here in Texas. The temperature, I don't know, it's what, uh, noon here, I think, something like that? Yeah, uh, close to that, and it's definitely over 100 right now, but the humidity is just nuts. Now, you moved from California to Texas, and how are you dealing with this weather? Well, it's wet, and uh, I came from dry, so completely different ends of the and spectrum. And you came from kind of the Central Valley of desert, California. The desert, desert yeah. yeah, the desert. So it was really nasty, it was super hot, triple digits. And it was very dry, like it would like, you'd prune up like a raisin. And here, the word moist comes to mind. And I know how much you love that word moist, you know? Women always hate moist. <laughs> yeah, right, right. So, uh, it's funny, we're coming across the 40 and we, we were looking everywhere for a Bucky's. I just wanted to stop at a Bucky's and between Los Angeles and here in Dallas, there wasn't a single Bucky's on the 40. Yeah, the uh, actual, the founder of Bucky's is from the Houston area and there's a ton of them down there. But conveniently, I have one right next to my house, two miles away. And so. what's what town are you in? We're in Melissa, right by McKinney, Texas. Okay. So All right. Let's talk about this show. First off, you're standing right next to Lockjaw. Yeah, absolutely. What do you think? It's incredible. I mean, it's uh, it's got the perfect level of new and old. I love the way you implemented all the metal work, which people don't really notice these days. I mean, I think you did an incredible job. Yeah, that's Sean at Empire Fab did an absolutely incredible job with the, with the sheet metal work. And then Matt and Eric back at Banks did all the six bar. Speaking of Sean uh, Ramage at uh, Empire Fab. Yep. Uh, he will not be doing my GPW. Oh, what happened? He's too busy. Oh. So he offloaded me to his buddy Josh at, uh, I think, M35. He's okay. like, dude, this is my buddy Josh. Has a rad machine shop or a fab shop. He'll take care of you. So I'm dropping it off on Tuesday. Oh, that's good. Yeah. A- after Lockjaw, I think we got him a lot of press. 
And he uh, just blew up, dude. He blew up, and now he has like four employees. Still yeah. can't keep up. And he he has no time for me. No, well, sorry, but I think his buddy. I've I've seen his work, and yeah, he's really it's good. amazing. Yeah, yeah. For the hood and the tailgate, the patina is great too, and I love the interior. It's it's not overdone. It's not underdone. Well, this is not patina. This is real rust. Well, I mean, I like it. I mean, look right there. You can put your hand through that hole. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh shoot! <laughs> this thing's got a beautiful beautiful engine underneath the hood too. People out there, if you have not seen this, you need to go look it up because it is absolutely nasty. So tell me about the experience here uh, in Arlington at AT&T Stadium where the Cowboys play. Tell me about this show. Well, Summer uh, Trucking Nationals. Right now, you can see an absolute uptick in people coming in from all directions. So, I mean, it's pretty pretty cool to see. Yesterday was a big setup day, so there was a lot of vendors out here, a lot of show vehicles. There's a lot of good quality here. Um, I see a ton and ton of vehicles that I saw at SEMA. So people are able to come out here and actually get a little mini dose of SEMA. Yeah, because here. SEMA is not open to the public. Obviously, this is. Correct, correct. So, I mean, a lot of people wanted to see my rig out there because it was pretty dynamic this year. If you haven't seen it, obviously, it's pretty wild. So a lot of people came out here, and they're loving the rig. So it's pretty cool to see that the excitement. I had a big endorsement from a nine-year-old earlier. So, <laughs> Tell me what that nine-year-old told you. He, uh, he stopped me and he said, hey, man, I just I just got to let you know, this is this is a top five truck, no doubt here. I mean, literally, it's one of the best. Good job. It's top five, no questions asked. And you're like, how old are you? And he goes, nine. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he was only nine, but I'll, I'll take it, man. I mean, they're, they're the future, right? Tell me about your rig. I, I, I do want to take, we'll, we'll loop back to the show in a second, but your rig is spectacular. Walk me from the tip of the truck to the tail of the boat. Okay, yeah. So I have a, uh, a brand new Ram, a fifth-gen Ram. It's a limited Ram. We've got the uh, Fab Four set up on it, so it kind of goes with the theme. I know a lot of people out there are getting cringy because that's not everybody's style, but for me, it fit the full theme and narrative of the build. And from the front to the back, of course, we start with the Fab Fours. We've got a custom KM fabrication lift on it, which is completely custom. I mean, people, it's only set at eight inches because I still use my truck and I like the practicality of that. So I wanted to set yeah, it. You're like a river and lake guy. Yeah, you're already. I'm a lake guy. That's why I got the boat attached to it. But on top of the truck, obviously, is the smart car that absolutely everybody loves. I mean, it's it's got a 12 inch lift on it altogether with the tire height. Uh, it's turbocharged. It's got the vertical doors. I mean, it is. It's got a badass kicker audio system in it. Just that thing is the absolute head turning car of the whole show. So they can't see that the smart car is on the truck. How does it get on the truck? So Mammoth uh, Decks actually hooked us up. They're out of Canada. They have a really, really good bed rack uh, system. The racks fold into the bed. They fold out. You just hook them straight on and the car goes straight onto the back of the truck. With and, a winch? Uh, yeah, I have a winch on the car. It's actually a UTV winch, a uh, 2,000 pound UTV winch, and it's plenty for that little bitty smart car. And uh, it's about 200 horsepower as well, so that's a pretty cool little feature. And of course, underneath that, the trucks has a bunch. You said, wait, hold on a second. The smart car is 200 horsepower. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. It's got to haul balls. Yeah. No, it's fast. I actually uh, was doing 75 down the dirt road last week, just making sure that the turbo was tuned and mapped correctly and everything else. So it was good times. Pretty scary, but it was good times. <laughs> it's got to get a little squirrely. Uh, it's yeah, like I mean, a golf cart doing 70. So it's got a lot of preload because it's coilovers, right? So it's got a lot of preload. When it shifts, it wants to kind of give a little preload. So it squats and then comes back up. So if you're not used to it, bro, you're going to you're gonna white knuckle the steering wheel. All right. And then everything is wrapped identically, right? It yeah. all has a theme. So when you look at it from the side, like if I'm at a stop sign, I'm watching you go across perpendicular. Yep. It is just all one billboard. So I kind of wanted to do a couple things with that. So I wanted to marry America, and that's kind of where the bomber theme kind of came wait, in. Wait, say it again. America. It's America. America. <laughs> all right, so we wanted to marry America and uh, the Hoonigan theme. So, I mean, they're kind of Hoon style, especially the smart car, because of what it is, the way it's set up. So I kind of want to marry 
Hoonigan, America, nostalgia, that whole thing. So that's why we implemented the bomber theme, kind of the Hoon theme and the stars from the American flag, things like that. Kind of, and again, they all match. So it's kind of like a massive billboard when you roll right there, down the street. Okay, so now you're painting the picture that it's red, white, and blue, but it's anything but. No, no, no. It's it's grays. It's green, of course. Green with envy for all you folks. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I do like green. The boat is green. Uh, so I wanted to match the colors. So everything does match. It's got a great tie-in together. The theme is Armageddon. The smart car is called Jelly Bean Guinea because it's small like a jelly bean, and it has vertical doors like a Lamborghini. So that's why we call it Jelly Bean Guinea. Then you got to tell me the uh, the trailer, the boat. The boat is a brand new Supra, 2022 Supra, and it is absolutely incredible. Um, they went ahead and hooked us up with all wonderful one-off decking. Has my logos cut in it. It's got camo, the whole nine yards. It's decking. You're talking about the foam padding. Yep, okay. the foam pad. Like so, all of the floor. It's like, well, it's Gator Step is what it is. So uh, Gator Step, their sea decking, but mine is Gator Step. Shout out to Gator Step for hooking it up. But um, yeah, it's it's Gator Step, completely custom from front to back. The interior is is dialed it's got chill tech technology so the seats stay cool the moment you start moving like right now in the sun just sitting there be hot as hell you don't want to stand on that but the moment you start moving at all get any sort of wind on it it chills all the way down like how does that work i don't know it's it's secret technology magic, uh, magic yes i don't know <laughs> but it's wonderful i mean it's got it's got an awesome bimini top i mean it's got a lot of horsepower a ton of torque and uh i mean i love is it a wakeboard boat yeah absolutely okay. it's it's so people are like you fish do you do this Man, we surf and we wakeboard. That's all we do. We don't care about tubes. That stuff's not cool. Not for me anyways. But I, my, my boat's like a Cadillac. They sit big on the water. They take on the waves really well. And it's so easy. You know, you don't have to be smart at all to use it. You can push a button and it just does everything for you. All right. So how does the, I would assume the Ram pulls the boat like it's not even there. Oh, yeah. I mean, that thing, what, got a 30,000 tow rating on that thing or something? It's a 3,500. I mean, it's it's got the high output Cummins with the Ace and Trans decked out with the bank stuff we got the pedal monster we got the cold air intake we got the cat back exhaust system with the with the tip and then we got the of course we have the brand spanking new diff cover look at you go girl you know come on <laughs> we stay rolling in style all the time around here so tell me about what you're working on and then i want to recap too guys ask us every once in a while like hey how do i get into the show truck thing what do i do take me through a couple of the series of questions how you interview your potential clients so I mean first and foremost I want to know the nature of what they want to do with the truck right so I need to know what they're needing out of their truck especially when it's done before it's even done so I need to know kind of where they want to be I need to know a perspective budget because sometimes these guys eyes are a lot bigger than their checkbooks be honest with you so but my job solely is to save them amount of money that I the most amount of money that I can and that's working with great companies that I have good relationships with like banks and numerous other companies in the industry but they come to me um, I'm kind of like a, a gatekeeper if you will when it comes to SEMA last year we had 64 builds since 2010 we've excuse me 64 64 builds at the show with that crown on it yep and uh since 2010 we've done well over 340 builds his logo is a crown by the way the truck guru crown you know the the king you know we, we don't like to tell people we're the best we like to show them okay okay so i mean it's it's something that started kind of as a hobby for me turned into a passion which quickly turned into a job um you know like i said i've built the relationship up with the manufacturers and that's given me the privilege to to do what i do year in and year out uh, they trust in me you know guys like you give me products for uh these builds and know that you're going to get a return on investment which is something that's you know often not done these days a lot of people promise the world and deliver on nothing which you know we like to say we we uh, under promise and over deliver you know what i mean when we we do these builds so so you basically got to make sure that your customer is not going to let me down 
Oh, absolutely. I mean, I ride them like Seabiscuit, man. Like a donkey through the Grand Canyon, I stay on them. Make sure they go to multiple shows and events. Make, making sure that we get the uh, the video content, the photography, the high-end assets that you guys will utilize on promo, catalog, social, whatever you choose. So let me ask you this. What if I'm a, I'm an oil guy out of Texas, right? Yep. And, and I've got plenty of money to build the truck, and I really don't care about showing it. This is just for me. It's going to stay in my garage. Will you, will you help me with a build that really may not get any press? Well, I mean, I will, obviously, but you're gonna get a little bit less of a discount on different things. I mean, they're still, I'm still gonna push that person to do something, even if they're not wanting to do it, I'm gonna push them to do something because there has to be a trade-off. There's, you're not just gonna get a bunch of free product and then hide your truck and do it. Well, maybe, what if, no, let me flip the script. What if I'm not interested in free product? I'm like, I've got the money, I hit the lottery, or I sold my business, and I wanna build a lifted F-350, can I just have you manage the build and I'll just buy everything? Absolutely. And I've done that for a lot of NFL athletes and country singers. Um, people come to me just because they want the expertise of the products and what's hot right now, what's what's the cool stuff in the industry. Um, and they just, they don't know. A lot of people don't have a clue right now. Well, they don't know where to get wheels, you know, what offset. What, what, what the size, the offset, the lift, will it rub? Like, do I need bumpers? Do I need to trim? Uh, I want to do audio. They don't really know. You know, a lot of people... They see these things and they want these things, but they really have no clue what they are, how to get them or where to get them from. And we can definitely certainly help them out with that. All right, and where do people go to find you online? Uh, I have a website, truckguru.co. There's no M, so don't type the M in there. You might get something. Although if I Google truck guru, it's probably gonna bring me to you. There's a lot of Google of me, yes. Yeah, you can Google me. <laughs> yeah, truck, truck underscore guru on TikTok, on Instagram. You can find me on uh, Facebook, truck gurus. Also YouTube, truck gurus. So I'm, I'm pretty much everywhere. All right. All right. We'll go have a beer later. There you go, man. All right. Talk Thanks, soon. Thanks, Jay. You got it. Chris is, uh, he's the goods. He is the goods. He's extra. He's got it going on. So next I ran into Johnny, the owner of Fusion Bumpers. All right. I'm rolling up on Johnny from Fusion Bumpers. And he's, he's dragging a little ass this morning. I got to be honest. <laughs> That's not true. That's a lie. <laughs> I'm fine. You weren't out late? No, not at all. Okay. I'm in bed early. All right. So, Johnny Lightning, Truck Show Podcast, nice to meet you. Nice as to meet as you, he wipes the going? sweat from his forehead here. It's not cool out. It Wait, you didn't know Johnny? Nope. You did not, insulted did not him, him right off the bat. So I, what I you, would assume he was your longtime friend. No, so here's what happened is that uh, Kate, one of the salespeople at Banks, is really tight with Johnny and went out with him the night before. And so she boned out at like 1 a.m., and Johnny's like, you sure you're going to go home this early? She's like, yeah, I got. we're going to work at the show tomorrow. And he goes, okay. I guess he didn't get home till like 4 a.m. So that is how I had some inside knowledge that he went strong the night prior. Interesting. <laughs> it's about 100, 103, something like that. So it's You know me. I don't care. Like, I, I, I don't, I just go for it, right? Mm, sure. What? You don't like my tactic? I didn't say that. I just I was just <laughs> amazed he didn't punch you in the face. That's nah, all, nah, dude. That's all I'm saying. I had already had a, a few conversations with him, you know, earlier in the day. All right. So he punched you in the face, then got it out of the way, and then you could insult him further after that. No, got it. He need me in the dick. <laughs> a little warm. Now you guys are from Idaho. Yeah, just outside of Boise, Idaho, 50 miles west. We're in a town called Payette. Okay. I've always wanted to interview you because you were one of the very earliest innovators of these bumpers. So these custom bumpers for full-size pickups, how did this whole thing start? I, you know, this was back 2006, I had 06 uh, Mega Cab, and we just didn't really like what was on the market. Everything was protruding, nothing really followed any bottled body lines at all. They just didn't flow with the truck wheel. Kind of just got started and, and from, you know, building 
quite honestly, back in 2006, two, three bumpers a month to where we are today. We really, you know, we had one truck we built, 06, 06 Dodge. And from there, now we're to where we are today. So. What, who's the we and how did you start? What was the day job when you started making bumpers? Actually, back then, 2006, I was a uh, district service manager for Fleetwood Homes in 2006. So I would uh, go to the shop in the morning with some guys and then go to work and then come back at night. It was a long time. And so you were an enthusiast, right? You, you were into trucks, obviously. Oh, yeah. And to be honest with you, uh, my, 05, my 99, my uh, 02, and my 05 Ford, I had... Banks Monster Exhaust. I had a, and my 05, I had a six gun. What was it called? The six gun with the speed loader I think I had back Yeah, back then. yeah. That was a long time ago. Yeah, I had that. And then. So, Holman, do you ever get, I guess you wouldn't get this because you don't work at Banks. So, I'm like standing there in a Banks hat, Banks shirt, and I was in the Banks booth. And then all of a sudden, I'm interviewing him on behalf of the Truck Show podcast. And a lot of times, these guys are confused. They're like, so they want to talk about Banks thinking they're going right. to grease me because I'm the Banks guy. And right. I'm like, no, no, no! I'm here on behalf of the podcast right now, and they yeah. can't wrap their head well, around. Well, you need you, the problem is you keep your shirt the same. You need to change your hats, dude. You need to have the podcast hat on when you're doing podcasts. We don't. I don't have hat. a podcast hat. We never made one. one. I know. I keep telling you I want one. <laughs> and you're like, oh, yeah, we should make some. Now, should I make baseball caps or like uh, bucket hats? No, dude. I want I like want, a KJ Jones bucket. No, I mean you could, but I just want a freaking medium flex fit. With the Truck Show Podcast logo. That's it. And maybe even without the, the earmuffs. Just just the words. Truck Show Podcast. Right there. Black hat. That's all I want. Okay. I just want one of those so I can wear it every day to replace my 15-year-old four-wheeler hat that everybody accuses of being faded purple because it's so worn through. It does look almost borderline gross. That's what I'm saying. Let, let me promote my podcast now. Okay. So you're kind of moonlighting... Building bumpers while oh, you're yeah. while you're overseeing home building and maintenance, etc. Kind of two very different worlds. Yeah, and then we also owned a company called Treasure Valley Diesel back then. So I had a couple different things going back back then. Yep. And what was Treasure Valley Diesel doing? Were you performance or what? Yeah, all performance, uh, eBay and online presence, and just you know we were distributors for several manufacturers. Just selling, we sold a lot of product out of our house. Okay. They're really just on the internet back then. You know, 2006, 2007. We had a lot, of, a lot of presence back then. And so you built a couple bumpers. Were they for customers or were they for you at first? Actually, just for ourselves. We built one, two, and then um, and then the guys at Premier Performance saw them and they wanted a couple. And the next thing you know, we just it just took off. And at what point did you say, I've got a company here. Like, I'm going to do this full time. I'm going to sell bumpers. Because um, they're really, back in those days, there weren't many. There were, no, there wasn't many, and there weren't really, I mean, to be honest, no disrespect to anyone, but there really weren't any good options that flowed that looked good. You know, we were the first ones that were low profile. We, you know, we brought in, people were doing, like, round lights. There were zero options. You only get them powder-coated. We came out. Hey, keep it down over there. We're doing an interview. <laughs> <laughs> we came out with, like, the raw steel, and, you know, people had round lights. We Rigid was just up and coming. LEDs were just up and coming, and we did that. You know, we did the, the square, the rigid dualies back then. We did that. And uh, it was kind of, you know, very innovative at the time, you know, to do something lower profile that fit better, that didn't stick out. We didn't even, we offered a winch as an option, not as a standard, like what everybody did at the point back then. So, we, you know, we did a lot of different things back then, you know. And what is your most popular fitment today? Just like everybody else, the most popular truck is the best truck, by the way, the Ford Super Duty. So that's our most popular thing, you know. Seems like those guys... They sell more trucks, and they're the most. You know, they mod them the most too. It seems like to us. So Interesting. You, we, it, it's it's strange because depending on who you speak with, guys like at Banks, it's all the Duramax trucks, right? It's all the GM, GMC, and Silverado. 
I mean, again, no disrespect, but they do some help over there with some power, you know, Duramaxes. So. <laughs> Keep up with the Ford. How dare you? How dare you? Yeah. I'm, I'm a Duramax fan. But, man, I'm telling you, the Ford, especially with the 10-speed. Yeah, they, they whip ass. I love them. That's what we ride around in. I, I like them. I think they, they're comfortable. And yeah, I'm a Ford guy with my cars and trucks, so everything's familiar in the same spot. They're all the same. It's nice for me. Get in any Ford, and I just drive it the same. So it's just comfy, you know. Okay. I was raised on Ford. That's what I do. Talk me through buying a Fusion bumper. Am I obviously I'm going to the website and I'm doing some research, but am I fully customizing it, or is it pretty easy to decide what I want on your site? Yeah, you know, there's a lot of options on the site, but probably what most people do is they'll just call you know a dealer. We have a lot of dealers across the nation, or just us and be like, hey, I want to, I really like that black Ford the third picture in can we do something like that on my truck and then we just help them you know get through it and and they and they order it right online or this they might be like here's a customer dorian reyna power stroke ingenuities out of houston you know he'll call me be like hey man we need to duplicate my truck customers here he wants to do it and then we ask a couple questions place the order ship the bumpers we build them it's all custom built everything is i would so assume though that you have you have jigs so they're yeah, you, yeah. you know exactly how it's going to fit on the Super oh, Duty, for oh, example. Oh, for sure. Yeah, everything's in templates. They're, you know, we're just mainly changing, like, for, like, a GMC guy. Like, does it have blind spot monitoring in the rear? Does he have front sensors? Does he have back sensors? Because we'll cut all that. Does he have an engine block heater? We'll cut that in. You know, do they, do they or do they not want a winch? What lighting are they using? So we ask all those questions so we can build it. Because maybe you have some Baja Designs lights from your last truck that you want to use, and so we'll put them in your new bumper. You know, or maybe you don't, you only run KC, so we'll make them for your KC lights, you know. And what about powder coating? Do you recommend the guy gets it powder coated by his existing powder coater, or do you do it? To us, it's better for us. We, we don't do powder coating in-house. We ship it out, and it comes back in a week or 10 days. But for us, it's better if you get it raw. A, I can ship it sooner. But B, any kind of transit damage or anything, you don't have to worry about it, right? Because it's raw steel. Uh, I didn't think about it. You yeah. can fix it. UPS you know? dropping it off the truck. Yeah, or you can just fix it. Like, you know, and a lot of guys are, a lot of our people are hiring people that want something custom. So they'll do a lot of paint paint to match, right? They're paint matching everything. So they want it raw. You can't really do a good paint job over powder coating that easily. Now, what do you say to all those guys? The uh, Some of the companies coming in, uh, bringing bumpers in from China and elsewhere and they powder coat them really thick to make the welds look prettier you know that's I mean that's not really my deal just well but yours are coming raw so yeah, like I, raw I, I see you have options yeah, you know right, right. and I and we don't and we're not into the you're not the hiding anything production. we're not hiding anything we're doing it right here it's all hand-built in Idaho one roof the steel comes in we draw it there we cut it there we weld it there we put them on pallets and ship them there it's all one place all just you know by guys like me and you that want to work you know what i mean they're not coming in from china or anywhere else all that stuff how many years have you uh, are, are you in now well i started in 06 which is 22 so what 16 18 i don't know whatever <laughs> you know what i mean it's been a while you never thought it was going to turn into this did you i don't know i never really i never really um thought about it think about things that way i just I want something and i just go do it and i get after it and usually things turn out pretty good for me that way if awesome. i get after it Congrats on the success. Very cool. Thanks, man. Appreciate, Appreciate it. it. Thank yep. you. Take care. And next, I ran into Mike from Hostel Wheels. Mike from Hostel Wheels hanging out here in the Banks booth with me. Yes, sir. How are we doing? Good, good, good. So you're, you're two booths over. Let's walk over to your yeah. spot. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. So tell me, Mike, uh, you're out here from the West Coast. You guys are out of uh, SoCal. Yep. SoCal out of City Industry. We're out here checking everything out. Um, setting up a booth, supporting the Summer Trucking Nationals being a part of this Texas. We've got a Texas Dallas warehouse, so it makes sense for us to be here. 
So you are one of the, you're part of the MKW group, is that yeah, correct? Yeah, part of MKW Alloy. Uh, Hostel Wheels been around for uh, 12 years, just moving and shaking and trying to get wheels out in the market. No, you guys are killing it. Yeah. I mean, I see them all. It's impossible to miss the logo, right? Yep. Logo, st- you know, stands out for sure. That was the whole point. And, you know, we're pumped. Just keep on going. Tell me about your main, like the wheel that is the most popular from Hostel. So for Hostel, our staple, probably number one wheel is the Hostel Sprocket. Uh, the sprocket. Yeah, the H108 sprocket's been Show on me. number one. Let's walk over. Um, Show me. So, to be honest with you, we have them on four or five trucks out here. We don't even bring it because that wheel's typically sold out. Oh, so it sells itself. It sells itself. That wheel just turned key, just rock and rolls. This is a spin off of it right here. Okay. Uh, we actually added more. The, the windows on the outside gives it more of an off roady look. But our sprocket's number one. Right now, we're you know pushing forward. So, this is a 30 by 16. Uh, our, our new one of our new forged wheels. <laughs> so is, obviously, I that, love these. Yeah, that's got to be you on know, a big truck. Know, Go back twelve years. Yeah, right. You, yep. You've been how long have you been with the company? Uh, I've been with them ten years. Ten years. Yep. So a decade ago. Yep. Would you have ever thought that you would have been making this wheel right here? No. When I started, it's we, half as tall as you yeah. are, my friend. No. When we started, twenty-four fourteens were the biggest thing you could do, and that we were you know innovators in that on the cast side, and so we thought. When 26s came, like man, that is just crazy. And now here we got 30 by 16, 28 by 16s, and that's just the normal. And are you? Holman, that's what you need on your uh, your new 392 30s. Yeah, I'm 30 down. inch wheels. I'm down. Yeah, perfect. Okay, good. Yeah, I'm, I'm, well, just hook, hook me up with uh, the boys over at Hostel. We'll make it happen. <laughs> Doing the machining in house? Uh, no, we're not. We're actually doing it overseas. Um, but we, you know, the fit and finish, phenomenal product. Um, you know, and they're affordable for everybody and. You know, forge is forge, one piece forge. We're super pumped on them. And so, where do you fall as far as price-wise for like where does Hostel fall towards the upper or the lower end? Hostel's known for the upper end. We are on the upper end of the pricing scale, especially on the cast. You know, our finish and we we, we held we hold everybody to a higher standard with our with our product quality, um, just as you know as everybody else does in this industry. They try to, um, but we're you know we're 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 focused on having a better product. I mean, and, and so, your niche yeah. was off-road, right? Yeah. Based in made, Southern California. Uh, yeah, off-road stuff. And now we've actually moved into doing the 17s and 18s. We feel the market's shifting um, to 17, 18, 20-inch is the predominant top deal. We still do the big Forge stuff just to stay relevant and stay, now, stay oh, in. Okay, so you... Something like this. All right, now that's a gorgeous wheel. We'll talk about this one in a second because that's a, a, a beadlock. Is that a real beadlock? Simulated ring. Simulated, okay. But you can take the ring off and powder coat them because everybody's... That's the hot thing right now is everyone pulls a ring off and they want to... Right, and know, if you mess it up, you just repowder coat the ring. Yeah, you're up in the rocks on a Jeep. Jeep run, playing in the rocks, and it, you know, you ding a ring, no problem. We got more rings in stock. So if you really mess it up that bad, we just pull it off and replace it. No I feel problem. like that's a t-shirt. Did you ding a ring? Did you ding a ring? Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's common. Yep. You know, drive-thrus. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. My wife and drive-thrus, hey, they don't get along. <laughs> just part of the game. And I had a dually, so forget about that. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, you touched on something a minute ago where you said that the market was shifting mm-hmm. to 17s, 18s, 19s, 20s, which I feel like it in Southern California, it's always been there because guys need a tire. Yeah. Are you saying the market elsewhere is shifting? Correct. Everywhere across the country, we're seeing a major shift uh, of everybody going to more of the uh, bigger sidewall, SoCal style, Phoenix style look. Um, and it, they ride better, drive better. I mean, that's just part of what they are. I mean, that's just the truth. Of course. Um, when you put a little tiny tire on that big... What do you attribute that. that to? Is it the Jeep guys that are bleeding over into the 4 by guys? No, I think it's the, with the economy and everything going on. 
I think everything's kind of changing over and, you know, tires are easier to find. The bigger, some of the big size tires are hard to get uh, for the bigger wheels. So I think it's just, uh, you know, an, an ease factor there. And then the look, just the overall look. People are using their trucks right now. You, these guys are using them for work. They're using them off-road. They're using oh, that's them. It's interesting that you say that now because during COVID, guys are like, you know, the only thing I can do is get out of the house and go into the forest. I can go over the mountains. I can go to the desert, right? Yep. But if I have these blinged out 30-inch wheels, I got to creep, you know, two miles an hour through yeah. the dirt. Yeah, the over the, with the Overland market jumping like it is, you know, we do some stuff on the MKW side. It's more Overlandy, uh, and but the Overland stuff, these on a on a Super Duty, uh, you know, 17 inch, 18 inch on a Super Duty camper show, and you're out camping with the family and doing stuff, or out, you know, on a killing your day out riding around in the mountains. Okay, you know, let's talk about load carrying capacity because all these I, we're standing next to. You got a. Uh, uh, Jeep Gladiator right here, yep. and it's up on those look like 22s. 2212. Okay, good guess there. Yep. And so tell me about load rating because a lot of these guys you talked about overlanding. Yeah. They're loading their Gladiators down. They're loading their JLs down. They're loading the 1500s, everything, right? Yeah. It, yeah. And then they're pulling maybe a trailer or they might have a, a travel trailer, little fifth wheel. Yeah. Tell me, how do I know as a consumer, I'm on your website, sure. right? Is it hostilewheels.com? Hostilewheels.com. Okay. And does it give me the load rating and how? To, what's the rule of it, thumb? It does. You know, for for us, all of our wheels are like 3,600 pound load rating. So HDs pulling a fifth wheel, uh, going camping, going to the sand dunes, going anywhere like that, they're safe. On all these trucks without even a trailer, these guys are more than safe. Then you get into the Forge and the Forge ratings even way higher than that. Um, so yeah, we, we cover all that. We, we do testing. We do several different testing before we even bring them to market. Gotcha. So I don't need to really even be concerned with the no, load rating. You've absolutely. already done the homework for me. We've done all that for you. Okay. Absolutely. Got it. All right. So what is, talk me through some of these wheels right here, and what's the new hot lick? Uh, the new hot stuff is probably going to be our beadlock, our simulated beadlock. Okay. Um, we've got a couple different styles. This is one here. This is called the Mojave. Uh, it's a 17 by 9. Uh, rings powder coat orange for the show. But, uh, it inter, you know, interchangeable stuff. We've got them for the, the Jeeps. The half-ton Chevys, the uh, HDs, uh, and we're bringing now the 20s. 20s are going to be for the; uh, those are on their way now. Uh, so we'll have a, you know to cover the whole gamut of trucks. Okay. And are you doing any custom powder, or are you offering no. just okay? No, so if I yeah. want something crazy, I've got to strip and paint it. You strip it and paint it, yeah. Okay. It's actually a forged ring, so you could actually have it polished and do a candy over it. Um, so for strength, we did do a forged ring. Um, yeah, we, we leave all the powder coating to the customers. Got it. Smart move. Yeah. All right, dude. Congrats on the success. And uh, I'm going to steal a lanyard if you don't mind. Absolutely. Thank all you right, very much. Thanks, brother. You literally did an entire interview just to get a lanyard? <laughs> I'm easy to place. What happened? You went to the booth and you were reaching for the lanyard. He's like, can I help you? And you're like, hi, I'm here to do a podcast yeah. interview. I think they just caught my eye at the end, you know, because I'm like a squirrel. And I needed one. They were brightly colored and I wanted one. I, I see that. <laughs> and then Holman... Uh, from a hundred yards away, I saw a white Ram Mega Cab. Okay. Perched above the rooftops, this thing is the biggest Ram I've ever seen. The biggest lift, and I was attracted to it like uh, flies on. Dude, this Ram! Holy mackerel! What's your name? Evan Falls. Evan Lightning from the Truck Show Podcast, Motor Trend. Nice to awesome. meet you. Nice to meet you. Tell me about this Ram. I don't think that I can properly describe it. I'm going to say it's like a 30-plus inch lift, maybe more. 38-inch lift all the way up. Aired out, it's 22. Holman, 38-inch lift. 
Yeah, that's that's excessive. 392 needs a 38-inch That is excessive. <laughs> it would just be a skyscraper. That is, um, I mean, that's not drivable, right? He drove it. But, I mean, it's not really drivable. Not really, really. I mean, no. do you have cameras so you can see, you know, that you're not running over? No, he has like, spotters. He pays, uh, he's got henchmen. They run alongside the truck as he's driving No, they, le- they lean out. Huh. <laughs> it's the world's largest fifth-gen Dodge. It's... Oh, wait, is that an actual thing, world's largest? Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah we got that title as of SEMA last year, and it was like, wow, nobody's done anything stupider since, so. <laughs> Tell me about the lift. This is a one, two, three, four, four-link front and four-link rear. Yes, it's triangulated front and rear, uh, 16 inches of tra- travel on the bags, and we did it that way, so whenever we're raising and lowering the truck, the body of the truck stays perfectly straight, level, everything, and it... It's happy. It's a good running, driving truck, even hey, being a monster. Don't try to tell me you daily this thing. I have driven it probably 7,000 miles since I put the lift on. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. And how long ago was that? A year, maybe. Oh, really? Yeah. That's more miles than most guys who put on a truck like this. Yes, absolutely. All right. Uh, that's more miles than you have on your TRX. Oh, that's oh, I just bought the TRX. That's not fair. Just say it. So talk me through the... Um, You've got multiple plates on all of these four links. So these these links are hollow, right? They're uh, boxed, I guess you'd call it, but they have windows. And on the outside of the windows, they're two-tone. You've got gold inlays. Yeah, I get the gold inlays to match the interior of the truck. Well, kind of. Should have been a little bit better, but I'm in the Air Force, so I mean, it's just, this is a hobby. This is just fun. We come out, enjoy kids, let them in the truck. Do whatever, take them up and down, whatever. And it's, this is not an inexpensive hobby. It is. I think drugs would be cheaper. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Did the project start with a 38-inch lift? Uh, no, it didn't, actually. It started with a 15-inch lift that we were supposed to be just nice, normal height. And then I got... By the way, in California, just FYI, a normal lift is 6-inch, not 15. Yeah. This is Texas, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, this is Texas. And... Uh, it was supposed to be a 15, then I got ended up having a little too many beers with the builder. <laughs> and it ended up being supposed to be 30, and then it ended up being 38 by the end of it. So there's some bad estimates going on. <laughs> Not just one too many beers. Oh, That's a case no. too many. Case too many, for sure. Now tell me about who is R.I. Fab. R.I. Fab's my buddy Kevin. Uh, it's out of Oregon or Idaho. So where there's no R or really I in Kevin, well, there's one well, I in Kevin. But. Kevin Renetti. It's Renetti Industries Fab. Ah. He's a good dude. I met him at a truck show in Idaho, and we finally got together, and we're just like, hey, let's let's do something no one's seen before. Did he do lifts like this? Has he ever? No, nothing this like this. This, is, this was his first big SEMA truck build. And now he's got seven of them going this year. So it's it's exciting. So when he did the geometry for this lift, it was the first one he had done? Yeah. Well, he's done big, big lifts before, but nothing 38-inch tall. It's, gotcha. It just doesn't make sense. We, it took us six months to design and everything, and then another six months just to make sure it functions right. Talk me through the uh, the wheels, the tires, the shocks, etc. Okay. What we, size wheels you got? Uh, 28 by 16 TIS forged. They are custom 101 cut and 44 inch boggers. Uh, 
How does it sound going down the road with the boggers? Is it rah, 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 rah? No. It's, it's, it's loud. <laughs> it's real loud. Let's just say I don't hear the engine very much anymore. Now, do you trailer this around? I do, from show to show. And it's just because I get five miles a gallon. Yeah. And you probably get tickets, to be honest. All the time. All Have you had a ticket in this thing? Yeah. Three of them at uh, Orange Beach Invasion. We, I drove two miles and got pulled over five times. You know, just practical. <laughs> Daily driver trucks. Yeah. Let's do a walk around. So I see uh, air, yeah. air horns in the back. Oh, yeah. We got horn blasters. We have 11 train horns. Well, they're horn blaster kit. Oh, my oh, gosh. 11. You're oh, missing 11. a diff cover. I have a bank diff cover for you. Oh, that would be perfect. Let's do that. Let's go. Okay. So the truck is registered to Oregon. Is that where you live? Yeah. Holy shnikes. Yeah. I, I figured you were a Texan. No, I'm, I'm born and raised in Texas, but I'm stationed in the Air Force. I've been there for three years now. Okay, what do you do in the Air Force? Uh, F-15 avionics. So I'm, I work on jets doing... Uh, oh, Holman, eat your heart out. <laughs> oh, okay, so you don't know this. Our, if, unless you listen to the Truck Show podcast, Sean Holman, my co-host here, is obsessed with aircraft. Really? And we have, oh yeah, we had, um, we've had a stealth... Uh, fighter pilot uh, on the show before we've been, and we're the, we do truck stuff but whenever we, whenever we have the opportunity to talk aircraft he seizes it and, Absolutely. Uh, so what do you what's the day-to-day -day for you so avionics is I'm dealing with all the electronics so radar all the fun gadgets that these guys get to fly with we're right there on the ground just there to help them and it turns out they don't know how to work it either so <laughs> So what kind of schooling did you have to, before that, or did they teach you in the service? So I've been in seven years now. Uh, the first two years were basically just learning, because it's a, it's a lot to learn. I was in Japan for two years before, and that was a big learning area, because, I mean, we're out there on the front, like, main lines. We were flying live aircraft over North Korea whenever they were trying to do crazy sh Oh, my Lord. It was... It was interesting. So you got a lot of stress because you're not only working on the electronics that keep our men and women safe in the air, but then you're in a new, you're in Japan trying to learn Japanese. Absolutely. Oh, my God. With a new gosh. baby. Oh, With a new baby. God, I had a kid. Oh, my goodness. She has been keeping me busy for the last four years, and now it's like, all right, I like Oregon. Now I can sit back and relax. Yeah. Okay, so you and I, I don't think, can do justice with just audio. I'm going to snap a few photos of this truck. By the way, does it have a name? Does it have a nickname? No. No. Okay. I, it's, it, does it have an Instagram? Oh, yeah. It's 6-7-Evan. Six, six, That's me. I mean, I put it on the front grill and everything. It's 6-7-Evan. It, it just rhymed. Right. <laughs> I was like, well, it's a 6-7 Cummins. It's sick. Oh, it is sick. I got it right And here. you've got this. He's even done the, uh, the amp yeah. steps. They're all color matched. Oh, right here. So it's... S-I-C-K underscore the number seven underscore E-V-A-N, right? Sick underscore seven underscore Evan. Please do check out this truck. It is, if you're into lifted trucks, this is about as good as you're going to get, I think. It is, it's been the showstopper. It's just a work of art, I got to tell you. Thank you. I really appreciate it. It's been, it's been a long work in progress and I'm glad to finally be done with it almost. You're not done. You're lying right to my face. <laughs> We're never done, are we? No, never. Thank you. Absolutely. You have a good one. Appreciate it. All right, Holman. Then the next booth I ran up on was MTI. Now, I've been hearing about MTI for a long time. It's Mobile Toys, Inc. To me, it's like the best of both worlds. They take everything. They, they install JL subs in their boxes, and it's all about car audio, and I just geeked like hardcore. Chris, nice to meet you. Lightning, Truck Show Podcast. 
Hey, how you doing, buddy? I'm good. It's hot here, man. Real hot. <laughs> yes, it is. Really, really so, hot. I feel like it's like a, maybe just a couple of de- degrees of separation. I'm friends with uh, Steve Brown over at Alpine, and Chris oh, Yato yeah. used to be there, and I'm an old 12-volt head from back in the day. Absolutely. And, and uh, it's funny, my buddy uh, Gary Bell at Define Concepts. Oh, know, Gary. Yeah, oh, Gary. Yeah. So, when I bring up, I, I pick up a, a brand new TRX, and I'm like, I need a sub because the factory sub is, is good for stock, but not great for me. Yeah. And all signs point to MTI. And so I wanted to get the backstory from the horse's mouth, how you started, what your backstory is, and then tell our listeners about what you offer. Because the MTI name is, no no dig on your marketing, but it's not a household yet. Sure. Right? You're big in the enthusiast community. Yeah. But a lot of our audience are just regular family men that drive a truck and trailer and they need a little more base than what their Bose system offers in their GM truck. Yeah, absolutely. So give me the backstory. How did MTI get started? So MTI, I mean, we're long running, 14 year, uh, we've owned it as a car audio shop. That's what it's all started out as. You know, we, um, we're big into SQ. Um, obviously over the years, like 60 world championships, um, completely undefeated in the expert class. Um, and SQ is sound quality. Sound quality, sound not, quality. not SPL. Not sound SPL. quality. Yeah, right. So, which is a lot harder to achieve, right? It and is more subjective. It is more subjective, hard to achieve, and that's kind of been our thing for years, you know. Um, and it was about six years ago. We've always, obviously, we're in Texas. We do a lot of trucks, right? We see a lot of trucks. We own a lot of trucks. So about six years ago, you know, we um, did some boxes, and you know, they were really, you know, really cool. They were fitted. They had rounded corners. And you know they they had a lot of cool design cues from the uh, factory vehicles, and uh, you know we were using automation, CNCs, and lasers, so we were able to do some things that nobody had nobody was really doing. There's a few of people, but not much. And uh, so you know we did that, and we started getting uh, requests, you know, from people out of our market and online, and wanting us to ship things out to them, and and it was it was it's pretty wild. So we look at it and we start taking a look at the market we start taking a look at it and we're going hey you know what you know guys are buying these trucks they're 60 70 80 90 100 thousand dollars they cost as much as any mercedes or bmw well these guys are all almost all old audio guys in some form or fashion i mean you're a guy well, you, you do the, you do the math they were all guys that grew up in the 90s when we we're all exactly. in a car audio we were all into car audio back then so you know they want sound and they want good sound but they want something better that works and looks good for their seventy thousand dollar eighty thousand dollar truck they want something leather wrapped they want some stitch they want look they want something that's great aftermarket base but looks like maybe ford would have done it or maybe chevy would have done it so we start doing this and 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 our team and we get together and at this point we're still in our retail store and now we have one of our cncs was it called mti back then empty it was called it's still mobile toys inc that's our retail side that's our retail division and so we look at it and we start you know we had we had a cnc crammed off in an outbuilding and that's where we were doing our cutting and we were kind of like you know we would like to we would like to you know upgrade that and go to another machine and so i i get my business partner who is very very good at handling our our finances and he tells me he's like look you know what we can sling a couple of these boxes online, you know, to clients, that'll cover the, that'll cover the payment and, uh, you know, it'll make it more tenable because we obviously do a lot of high end hot rod interiors and all that okay. stuff as well. And we wanted a CNC so, really for that. So really to talk about the CNC, you've all seen a CNC plasma yep. or a CNC. This is a router that cuts wood. Yeah, you've all had like in shop class, we all did a router by hand, right? Yep. And then there's the high end mobile guys who do electronics. 
they'll have a router table, yep. right? That they'll have jigs and such, but that's only for like one-off pieces. Yep. What you're talking about is basically anyone who does SolidWorks or CAD, yep. right? You're putting that program in and you can cut out 50 very quickly. Absolutely. Yeah. So we're doing, you know, three axis CNC's with spindle heads or router heads. All ours have spindles now. We bring the machine in, we bring a new we bring a new one in that's, you know, faster, better, can do more and two turns into 10 turns into 20 <laughs> next thing you know you're doing three or four hundred you know five six years later now we do you know it, it depending on the month depending on who we who we're doing them for can be up to 600 enclosures a month because we do we design enclosures for for actual manufacturers now and everything we do is a custom built box what we do of our clients now is we're the ultimately the largest custom box manufacturer true custom box manufacturer in the world because nothing that we build exists till the client orders it. They either go to our website or they're talking as one of our, our, our salespeople online or in the store or they're coming into our retail store. And so for us, we looked at it and was like, look, this is our brand name, MTI Acoustics. This is what we're gonna do. We're gonna you know, do custom, you know, high-end custom subwoofer boxes for late model trucks. And then from there, you know, it's, it's now went off into, you know, we obviously do A-pillars, custom A-pillars, which actually takes your mids and high and get it up more on axis and up on the A-pillar, which is what we do in high-end SQ builds. We're doing uh, high-end HTP speaker baffles for... Um, it's hard to get that staging, right? It is. And it, it is. So, Holman, you and I have talked about this on the show. I'm talking to my co-host as if you yeah, were here. Yeah. So, we're always talking about staging. When you close your eyes, the band... It should be in front of you, right? Should. The drummer should be in front of you. Yep. When's the last time you stood backwards with the stage at your back? You know what exactly. a concert, you just don't do that. The, the lead singer should be center right above your dash, right below your rear view mirror. Mm -hmm. The drum should not be banging a few seconds later from behind you. So yep. that's all what you're trying to do with your sound quality. Absolutely. All right, get the stage up with those pillar speakers. Recreate a live performance in your car. That's the goal, right? You know, recreate that room sound, you know, whatever the track is, you know. We're the first company to manufacture a, you know, a pillars for vehicles, and we do them for all late model trucks. Um, and you know, it started off doing it by hand, and now we um, 3D scan and 3D print all our parts and do it, you know, that way. You know, you know, we grew from that uh, that 2,000 square foot retail spot to a 30,000 square foot facility, uh, wow. our industrial facility, and. We have, uh, you know, back then we had five or six employees. Now we have 35. You know, we have an entire production team, an entire manufacturing facility, and you know, it's it's what we do. You know, and and it all centers around making vehicles sound better. You know, and and that that's what really MTI acoustic. <laughs> Love that's not a, that's not an MTI product. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, you know, that's what we're all about, and that's what that's what we intended when we started it. You know, and it's it's crazy. It takes on a life of its own. You're in the right place at the right time. A little bit. You know, we had built a name for ourselves in the truck community. A lot of guys know us that are enthusiasts, trusted us enough. You know, we built a lot of a lot of high end SEMA vehicles. Got a lot of magazine coverage. You know, and did it right. Take care of people, and and so now you know that segues into you know now building high end hot rod interiors and the other. I think oh, this horn works. They're gonna go until the air runs out in the. What? <laughs> exactly. What? I can't hear now. <laughs> so at the end of every day on this show at uh, Summer Truck Nationals, it would be blow your train horns until the air tanks ran out. <laughs> <laughs> it was just, and I, then the dude with double compressors was like, "Hold my beer." Oh yeah, dude, there was guys with like four and five compressors <laughs> or uh, tanks, I should say. Thanks. Of course they are. Of course they are. It's, it's the end of the, the almost show. the end of the show, right? Of course, yeah. Everybody's about done. So I mean, it, and it segues into that, and it's just, um, you know, it it, it it grows a life of its own, and it's um, it's pretty wild. You bring in, you know, I, I like to feel, I feel like we have some of the smartest people 
in our industry doing what we do. And we have a lot of really smart people, a lot of very talented people. You know, we have four CNC's now, we have a water jet, we have uh, four lasers, we have uh, 15 3D printers. So, uh, all right, we're trying to figure out, our listeners are thinking, okay, what, what are, why do they need all this gear? It's a speaker box. What, what it, like, we've all made a speaker box in our yeah. dad's garage, right? How is this different? They can't see it right now. I'll post some pictures, but yeah. talk us through the boxes that I'm seeing here on the, your custom rack in front of your booth. These are all primarily below the rear seat. Absolutely. Right? That's I'm your biggest seller, correct? Yeah, yeah okay. under seat truck boxes. So for we use a lot of the machines. Obviously, the CNC's are for all the automated cutting for the uh, for the wood part of the box. But on the front of the boxes, we're doing inlays that are designed off interior vehicle features that have, you know, acrylics, uh, mirrors, uh, inlaid aluminum. And I see you're using lights. a lot of factory logos. There's a Denali logo. I saw it, it was sold now, but yesterday there was a TRX box out here. We are one of the largest purchasers of actual licensed in-vehicle logos from factory manufacturers. Actually, um, all the distributors know us um, at, at Ford, uh, uh, Ram, and Chevrolet. And they, uh, we buy all our badges direct from them. We do not knock off badges. We do not, uh, we do not uh, try to recreate their badges. And uh, that's amazing what that'll do for you with those manufacturers if you just pay them. And so <laughs> um, they, they don't, um, they don't get mad at you. So, and we do. We spend literally tens of thousands of dollars every month on just on in-vehicle badging. And we've developed relationships with these guys. You know, that's what we use all these machines to do is to create the parts to mount into these boxes to create that factory-looking, factory-looking yeah, product. Yeah, because a lot of these, you've all peeled a badge, you've debadged your trucks or whatever, yeah. right? Some have tabs on the back, some don't. Some yeah. are, you know, 3M automotive adhesive, and yeah. you've got to take all those subtle nuances into account. Yeah. Right? How you're going to take that fact again? You're not cutting. You're not cutting a RAM badge. No. You're buying the RAM badge and then figuring out how do we mount this to our acrylic. Absolutely, that's exactly what we do. And it can't vibrate off because after all, it's on a subbox. It's on a subbox. It's on a. Th it's on something that's actually got some vibration to it. That uh, it's got to be solid. And so we. We use the lasers, the water jets, and the 3D printers to create mounts and inset parts for these logos. And for some lighting, we do a lot of lighting features as well. So, I mean, it's, um, you know, it's a process. Um, and then coming up with repeatable features that, uh, that last, and that are gonna last two, three, four, five years down the road. Because you wanna build a product that is, that is awesome, that lasts for a very, very long time. As long as that person owns the vehicle, you know? Well, MDF, right, medium density fireboard is pretty darn tough. It's tough. And especially when you're coating it, now you've done wraps. I see a basic box down on the bottom. It's just your industrial carpet, that yeah. black carpet we've all seen that's on the speaker boxes. Yeah. Then I see the black, uh, the leather wrapped or whatever, yeah. that vinyl leather. And you've got uh, a cr uh, stitching that goes around. I'm sure that can be any color. Any color, any color, yeah. Right? Okay. Yeah, the now, sky's the limit on that. Tell so. me about speakers. I come to you and I say, all right, I, I want a box and I'm a fan of JL or I'm a fan of Alpine or yeah. how does that work? Do you say, well, we only might make it for this speaker? Man, at the end of the day, we are, I like to tell everybody we're an equal opportunity offender. Obviously in my retail store, I'm a dealer for, for lots of great brands like Kicker, JL Audio, um, you know, Focal and Alpine and, and, uh, and many, many Kenwood, many, many more great brands. But at the end of the day, we build sub boxes for any brand. If we can build a great sounding, correctly built and spec sub box for that sub, we will do it. And we'll point blank, point blank tell you, if we can't, we'll let you know. If you want me to put 
four of a subwoofer that won't really work under your seat. We'll tell you up front, no, nah, man, we're, that's not a good idea. So you're going to say, no, you shouldn't be use, using a ported enclosure with that. Yeah. You should be using a sealed enclosure. Absolutely. And really, that's that's too deep of a woofer. You're going to have to raise your seat. Or Absolutely. that's too shallow or any of those variables. And that's exactly what we do because we already have the data. We've already done the 3D scans. We've done all that work. So we know what will work and what won't work. Um, and, you know, we want people... We want people to buy something and design and build something that actually sounds good. I don't want to sell you something just to sell you a bunch of product and neither do any of the guys that work for me. We want to build you something and sell you something that is going to make your vehicle sound badass. So take me through the price range for an entry level if I have a Toyota Tundra, yep. for example, or I have a full one ton GMC. So boxes can range anywhere from $300 all the way up to six, $7,000. Okay. It really depends because at the end of the day, we are a custom box manufacturer. I'm not gonna sit here and deny that I don't build a lot of the same boxes sometimes because I absolutely do. But at the end of the day, we custom we will custom build you anything you want. You can get a hold you can get a hold to Jim Skaggs online. You can DM us on social media. You can go to our website at mtiacoustics.com. You can call the retail store or come to the retail store, and we will design you your own personal piece of what I like to refer to as audio art for your vehicle that jams. And it doesn't matter what it is, we will do that. Okay. And so, and if I have a construction company logo, like I have Joe's Concrete, yeah. you'll do that as well. Absolutely, we do custom etching. You know, anything to personalize it for what you want. And uh, and that that's what that's what we built the whole company on. Because uh, we're at, we've been a custom shop for 15 years, okay. and so that's what we do. So, tell me about amp location. So, a lot of these trucks don't have much behind that rear seat. How do you accommodate that, or do you have a divot? a pocket in the box to accommodate an amp. We can do an amp rack in the box. That's definitely a possibility. We also we also design and mill HDPE amp racks for trucks, especially your Fords and your Chevy. HDPE plastic? Yes, what HDPE is? plastic. Okay. So um, basically, in essence, it's starboard for any of you guys in the marine industry. It's, a, it's an extraordinarily tough plastic, super high melting point, flat out doesn't break. I mean, the stuff is wicked, wicked tough. And so we design amp racks for these vehicles. And Fords, we have three different sizes, small, medium, and large, that bolts into factory bolt points. We do the same thing for your Chevy, for your Chevy models, and then we do we do one specifically for the Dodges at, at this point. And that way we make the install easier for you guys when you're doing the stuff at your house. So and that's what we wanted to do is we wanted to have, you know, some of the enthusiasts, we wanted to make it easier for them. So this is what we do on our everyday install here. Now you can do it at your house if you want to. So, Are most customers asking you for sound pressure level SBL? Are they asking for audio quality? Or what, what's the typical question that you're getting? Like, I want more bass. And you're like, well, what kind of bass? What kind of music do you listen to? Are you listening to hip hop or it's kind of muddy? Or, you know, really deep bass? Are you listening to uh, the White Stripes? You know, and it's yeah. rock with a sharp bass. You know, our clients, our clients tend to want a better sounding bass than as much SPL, although we get a lot that want it loud. So um, it definitely probably 50-50, you know, we get a lot because we have, we are a sound quality company and uh, that's what a lot of our guys come in wanting. But that still doesn't mean you don't want it to jam. I tell guys all the time, any sound quality vehicle that I built, if I can't get in there and turn on Slayer or any type of EDM or rap or whatever you're into, and not let I it need rip. rain and blood to sound really good. I do. I need, I need, I mean, I need Lamb of God to rip my head off. And if it doesn't, 
oh, I, that I have failed if I can't put put on on in my truck and cruise down the road on a Saturday night when I'm having a good time with my buddies, then why did I build all this? Because at the end of the day, deep down inside all of us are old car audio guys from the 90s and early 2000s, and that's what we did. That's what we did in high school. And so that's what we want again. So as much as it is, it's it's probably 50-50, but even the ones that are sound more sound quality focused, they're designed to get down. So, What do you say to a guy who, like me, says, well, I feel like my GM Bose system is pretty good. It doesn't have enough space, but I'm really torn. Do I replace Nope. No highs, no lows. That's your GM <laughs> Bose right there. That's why I kept going back to it, because I, yeah. I know that you especially feel good about they're Bose. They're super... I mean, I like Bose's consumer products, sure. but their OE stuff in the car is flat at best. You know what it is? It's meh. Meh. It's just mm. meh. Meh, meh. Meh. All my six and a halves and tweeters that are in the factory locations, or do I start with a sub box? Uh, where, where do I start? Because maybe I don't have four grand to do it all at once. Yeah. Man, we always start with the sub. Always start with the bottom end. Because a lot of times, guys will find out right there, what's lacking in most factory systems right off the bat is sub bass. They don't have enough sub bass. Then you turn the bass up on your radio. Next thing you know, you've blown out your factory mids and highs. Start with the sub bass. You get the sub bass lined in first, then you'll find out real quick, hey, I need more mid bass, I, or I want more mid bass, or I want better mids and highs at that point. But a lot of guys, that's the first thing that gets done and should get done. Get the foundation of the soundstage set. Get that sub bass that you want. Once that's done, then the rest can be added on top. Here's a, here's a dumb question. Um, you add the sub box. I got the MTI sub box, maybe two JL10s or something in yeah. the back. Can I turn the overall bass down in my system so I'm not clipping my six and a halves in my doors? Yeah. Is that is that the plan? Yeah, and that and that absolutely works, and we recommend that to guys all the time. What we'll do is is any of the sub amps we sell, we always sell a bass knob with it. That way, either either a we're installing one, install it, or b you know they can install it, and that way you can turn the sub level up and down. Well, now you can make a gain adjustment based on turning your bass level down to your factory mids and highs. That way, those factory mids and highs will last longer because ultimately, that's what kills factory speakers is bass. They're not designed to do what we want them to do. By making that adjustment, they're gonna last for a lot longer and uh, that's why we always say, sub bass first. Do the subs first, so. Nice, well listen, I don't wanna keep you all day. Congratulations on the success. It's, it's massive to go from a car stereo shop to a brand that's well known and well respected in the industry. And obviously you're crossing over into not just from enthusiasts, but you know, this audience, our audience is finding out about it. So where do we go to find out more about MTI in your boxes? Uh, MTIacoustics.com. That's where you go. And uh, or MTIacoustics.net. We um, own all those sites. So, but yeah, go to MTIacoustics.com and that's where you find us at, man. Okay, so wait a minute. Stop, stop the presses. I'm walking out of the MTI booth and I see a truck. And I'm like, okay, I wonder if this is Chris's. So I walk back in, this is your truck. This is, this is my truck. <laughs> okay, start, year, make, model, talk me through it. So she's a uh, 1968 Chevy C10. Um, she's got a 383 stroker under the hood. Um, you know, AccuAir Air Ride, uh, beautiful set of Raceline wheels. Um, this is white, this is two-tone white, and I can't call that copper. It's not, co it's close to copper, It's it's it, deeper. It, I mean, it's, it's a, little, deeper deep, and it's a little deeper than a copper, but it, they call it, it's a Mercedes color, it's copper. The white is a, uh, it's Snow White, which is GM Snow White, which is the Escalade color, so. Uh, let's go ahead, come on, I need to walk out here. So there's a couple main features that I'd like to point out. First, the interior is 
so sleek and so gorgeous that it's clearly a car stereo guy built it. Yeah. Because how do I describe this? Not faceting. This is all, what is this wrapped in? It's all leather. All wrapped in relicate leather that's imported from Austria. Okay, center uh, dash, so it is the speedo, the tack, everything is dead center, above the center console, then in front of the steering wheel, right above the the steering wheel, I'm guessing you have speakers behind that grill. Yeah, yeah, the speakers, the mids and highs are actually inset into the dash, which is definitely a crazy car audio SQ kind of thing to do. Do you have, are they horns behind it? No, no, it's a, uh, it's actually, this truck here has a set of, it's a ground zero three-way that's inside the dash, so yeah. Okay, so where your speedo and your tack and et cetera, would normally be your instrument cluster that is a mesh that you can't see through but I know it's got to be a mesh material yeah, it is. and then I'm assuming the duplicate is on in where the glove box would be yes symmetrical left and right okay. so it's a three it's a three-way setup there is a six inch driver in the kick panel the three and the tweeter up in the dash so and then the center console is exactly what you'd expect from a master fabricator it has aluminum inlays around in a uh, I don't know, a half inch aluminum inlay set inboard about an inch. And there's these, oh my God, I'm so bad at, how do I, I'm gonna post up a picture for you guys to to see it. Yeah, it's fine. But it's just gorgeous. The seats are beautiful. Now, the seats nest into the back wall. Yeah. So I can. I'm guessing this is a speaker box from the bottom of the window to the ground to the floor. It's actually not. So it's not. It's not. So the sub for this truck is in the front. So um, a good friend of ours. Well, the sub is in the front. The sub's in the front. It's an eight inch, eight inch ground zero sub. It's in the front. Yeah. I, I'm big on. I'm big on front subs if I can pull it off. Um, and and to and at C10, anybody that owns one knows this. There is just not a lot of legroom. And I am not a tall guy. I'm five eight. Um, but I get a lot of clients that are six two, six three, and they want that seat back as far as it goes. Well, so that's ultimately what led us to design a lot of our C10 interiors where they're sunk in like this, basically all the way into the back. No sheet metal's been altered, none has been cut. But um, ultimately, we do our our sculpted seats are built on a three quarter inch um, PVC base. We inlay magnets into those neo magnets. So if anybody knows what a neo magnet is, they're each about a ten pull magnet, ten pound pull magnet. And ultimately, a real good friend of ours who built some amazing hot run interiors. Um, his name is Jeremy Carlson. Owns a little, uh, a very well-known company called Avant Garde out of uh, Palm City. He um, showed us, and uh, basically, that you could use uh, neo magnets as a fastener. And ultimately, what, we what, what are the magnets fastening? I, they're actually me. holding the seats in place. So, what? Yes. So the seats are held in place with the neo magnets. So it you allows mean the us, backrest. Yeah, it oh, actually well. allows us to completely service anything we need to service easily. So there's no pull. Normally you guys, there's always a, there's a lever that you pull to recline or to put the seat back forward. Here, there isn't. No, yeah, no no pull. Oh my God, you just, you snapped it right off. Okay. Yeah, and it just comes right that's off. That's a car stereo guy trick right there. Yeah, and so when the seat's put back into place, that's it, she's locked in place. Do that again so we can hear it. All right. And this is, as, uh, as, as our buddy Brian Schmidt would say, is a very satisfying sound. Boom. And that, that's it locking it's in locked place, in. Yeah. and she will not move. In this one's case, I never put seat belts in it, but the other ones that I've done seat belts, we do a full steel substructure behind the plastic. That way everything is bound and mounted to steel using, uh, using uh, inserts, tapped stainless hardware, no piercing screws, nothing of that nature. And then we we actually mount our seat belts either back to the factory mount or to the new steel substructure. Gotcha. So if you want seat belts, 
then we can put seatbelts in her. I, I personally, when I drive my truck, I, I figure what the hey, it's old truck. I didn't have it when I bought it, so I don't want them. So okay, so then let's go to the bed here. What wood is this in the bed? So the wood in that is uh, leopard wood, um, completely imported from Africa. I had a Paul Reed Smith guitar once that uh, that had was built with leopard wood. I fell in love with it, but it's really hard to get. You have to import it from Africa. It only comes in five foot or five inch wide planks. So I had to ball mill everything and edge mill all the parts, get it all to fit. And then Robert over at Alamo Customs was kind enough and, uh, and uh, to um, actually match all the copper in the rest of the uh, vehicle. So he did a, uh, basically he sanded everything out for me and did a uh, translucent clear with the, with the copper tint in it. Um, it took about nine coats to get it to lay smooth. Um, and uh, then he had to polish everything out, which I think you wanted to murder me at the end of it. So. <laughs> then, of course, you can see the uh, uh, you can see the rear axle coming up through. Everything is paint to match, and it's it's gorgeous. Yeah. And as Alamo Customs did the drop, they did everything or no? So the the truck has a long history, but yes, the the way the truck exists right now, Alamo Customs did uh, all the work to get it the way it is now. So she has a long history. There was another group of people that uh, built the truck originally. Alamo Customs was kind enough over the last two and a half years to really revive the truck. Um, redid all the paint the way it sits right now I do all the trim did everything I've done in the bed they finished it out for me um, and then uh, the guys over drops are us so the guys that take care of all my my bag work and everything else now so great group of guys it's the team I generally build a lot of my vehicles with and then I use uh, Brandon Cisco for a lot of the metal fab work so gotcha you club member negative camber any of those man not yet maybe one really? day we'll see oh yeah how they've not uh, tapped oh, you in man I don't know you'd have to ask the guys in, 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 in NC so I mean maybe maybe talk to Mike Barsha about that I don't know or maybe Lonnie or Radar I don't know so they're a bunch of my running buddies but how is that possible I don't know man but you'd have to ask the Houston chapter because that's where I'd be based out of so okay. we'll see maybe one day so. I have a feeling this is a truck you will never sell I have no intentions of selling this truck I've had a lot of guys that have asked but this is the first classic truck that I ever built and uh, I ain't gonna lie I'm kind of partial I ain't gonna say that nobody could come up and not sling a bunch of cash I mean I wouldn't sell it because you know I mean everything is for sale it's just not on sale but I have no intention of ever selling this truck this so. is gorgeous all right I'm gonna let you be go back to work and I'm gonna take some photos all right sounds good brother take care all right, then, uh, Holman, the last interview happened like this. So Sunday we pack up. We stay Sunday night. We went to, um, oh, Big Bone Daddy's Barbecue. You ever been there? Yeah. Damn, that was good. Good food. Uh, I had the burnt ends salad. Oh, I love me some burnt ends. Oh, that was good. But wait, I, did you say salad? Well, so I had um, I had a couple, <laughs> I had a couple uh, uh, appetizers. And then I thought, okay, I'm so full, but I have to get like an entree. I can't not get an entree. So you got a salad. So I got a salad, and I thought, okay, I I, I got to have barbecue somehow mixed in. I so uh -huh. I got burnt ends salad. Seems like a odd. It's really good choice of food pairings, but it, okay. I it tasted good. I don't know. Just what to give tell me you. the burnt ends. I don't need any of the foliage. Yeah, well, I ate all the burnt ends and then picked at the salad. <laughs> so uh, maybe the salad should have just waste. ordered burnt ends. I probably should have. So we get up the next morning. And I realized that uh, um, the inner, so there's diamond plate. Uh, so we got a Jim Glow trailer. Really nice, by the way, that, that tilt deck trailer. And on the inboard side of the fenders, right, it's got two axles. It's got diamond plate between, I don't know, your vehicle and the, 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 uh, the wheels right. of the trailer. Diamond plate in there. And the diamond plate, the welds have had broken. And so this big piece of diamond plate, four and a half feet long by about a foot tall, keeping the dirt between the tires and yep. the, the, and, my, the truck, and the truck, right? right? It's hanging there by a thread. And it was going to fall off and just rub on the trailer tires, which would probably would have caused me a blowout. 
So one of the guys at the show recommended that we hit up A&R Mufflers also in uh, Arlington. So I went over there and fell in love with Ricardo. Ricardo, so we're here at A&R Muffler, and uh, we had our, our Jim Glow trailer. There was a minor little uh, a weld broke on one of the fenders, so we got a good reference to come over here to A&R. He's like, oh, they do aluminum welding. And uh, had a great conversation over here as we were in the waiting room, and he cursed me, I need to fire up the recorder and do a little stuff for the Truck Show podcast. And we got to talking about uh, catalytic converters and catalytic converter theft because, as you guys know, I've been hanging out on a lot of TRX forums lately. And guys in the Dallas area specifically are complaining that they have to put cages around the catalytic converters to, to prevent them from being stolen. And I'm like, what's up with the Dallas area and cats? And you were telling me that Toyotas are, are a real issue down here. Yeah, like you get, a, I get a lot of Toyota Tundras, a lot of Toyota Tacomas. Um, I mean, it's accessible. You know, they're accessible. You can crawl underneath there. You can go get, you know, you go get your portable saws on, you know, people just start chopping them. How long does it take the average guy to get it out there? It's got to be just a couple seconds, right? Yeah, I want to say probably like a minute or two, you know, and then they're they're yanking stuff. They're cutting off the sensors, the oxygen sensors. There you go. So you just go from a catalytic converter to O2 sensors as well, you know, and then these are all brand new cars, you know. These are all stuff that you have to get from factory, I mean, from the dealerships. So it's just stuff that you can't even go to your local O'Reilly's or your local Napa. You got to go straight to your, your big house and go get it and pay their price because they're the only ones that have it. You know, sometimes these sensors run you... $200, $250, $300, and there's no other way around it, you know? And the thing is, is you want your new vehicle to be running how a new vehicle is supposed to run, right? right? So, yeah, I get a lot of them once we put on original units or even aftermarket ones. If we we put aftermarket ones, we're putting high-capacity ones, heavy loads, you know, something that has the capacity for the newer vehicles. Either they're ultra-low emission vehicles or, you know, LEV. You know, but they have to have the correct capacity. But, yeah, you get guys out here that that's stealing them, you know, for the precious metals, for palladium, rhodium, platinum, you know, and, I mean, all that stuff is just going high. So imagine, like, last time there was a guy that, that got caught up. He had 15, 20 in his trunk, you know. Really? Yeah. So he's just like, I guess he didn't have enough time to go to the scrap or to the people. And that's because, you know, all these scrap yards or, you know, where they're recycling the metal, they're, you know, more strict. you got to have an LLC to recycle these materials, right, or recycle these products. But now, you know, I mean, if you slip the guy a couple hundred bucks, I mean, you know, they're going to let it do it because they're like, hey, you know, that's almost what I close to what I get paid for the week. Might as well just do it, right? right. And if you get a guy that does it a couple times a week, you know, it's a win-win for both scenarios, right? And you were saying that you uh, you service a lot of the, the dealerships in the area. Like, you'll yeah. actually go to the Toyota dealership? I or go to Toyota. Yeah, I go to Toyota. I go to Mitsubishi, you know, to well, wherever I need to, wherever, whatever vehicle that I have and I need to get their sensors or vice versa, their parts. Sometimes they have uh, so much overhead, you know, that, hey, can you do this for us? You know, or I even have insurance companies now call me like, hey, progressive premium services. Like, hey, we're going to send this car to you because we can't find anybody else to do it. You know, they don't have the the time or, you know, the capability or the, you know, the shop to do it, you know. So we go ahead and do that for them. But, yeah, I mean, I get it so many. To, I'm probably going to – I already had one for today. You know, I had one earlier this morning that we knocked out. You what know, kind of car or truck? It was a Ford F-150. Okay. It was a 2006. I got to assume that – You know, it was yeah, accessible. Yeah. It's, it's how many feet – I mean, the guy can get under there and crawl yeah, really I mean, quick there. And even, like, the most rare one, like, I have one out there that I haven't got the part yet. Was, it's a Toyota Prius. Toyota Prius, a car that you wouldn't think to get hit, right? But they, these guys jack it up. 
cut one side, unbolt it, and it's gone. Oh, did you hear about that? That was in, uh, I think it was in L.A., actually, east of L.A., where the guys were under a Prius, and the jack fell and crushed him, and his buddy bailed, and they found him dead under the truck, oh, wow, under the no, Prius. I, it was a Prius yeah. while they were stealing the cat. No, I, I did not see that. But, you know, see, like, those type of cars, you know, that, that I know that's a real banger. Like, I know that car is a real popular car to hit. And I mean, it sucks to say, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a hybrid, right? Like, you know, I guess. But you get what? Why though? Because you have to jack it up. Why not just go find another Toyota that's three feet off the right, ground? Like you could Tacoma, crawl in like Tacomas or to you know Tundras and all that. But I guess since they've already hit all of them, they, they're going for the Priuses now. And the Prius right now, believe it or not, that's probably one of the biggest competitors, or you know, it's up there with the Tundra that that they're getting hit. And I mean, they lift them up, and then sometimes these Priuses have coolant lines. They get hit. They cut off, and then it goes from not just a cap to to other components. And then it's just, like I said, it's just the bill just adds up and adds up and adds well, I up. I got to imagine the sawzall blade is seven inches long, right? So you're yeah. not just getting under there, or they cut using cutoff wheels. Like what do no, you? No, no, no. They're they're using sawzall blades. They're using sawzall blades. They even, I mean, they have different sizes sawzall blades. So we use a specific one, you know, that's probably like about maybe ten inches long, you know. But that's for us, you know, for because we have a lift and all that, right? Sometimes we even struggle to cut off those type of products. But imagine them; they're just out there. They got to do it in a in they're a heart. Cutting through yeah. the floorboard, probably in everything. Every I've seen, I've seen some. Hydro- Hydraulic lines, or, yeah, you know, no, brake lines. Exactly, yeah. I've seen some Tundras even get hit for fuel lines. On the driver's side, there's fuel lines, and sometimes they get snapped. And next thing you know, that we have some trucks pulling in. It's like, what's that drip? It's not it's not AC, water, right, or condensation. It's gas. So we can't work on it. You got to go get that fixed first, and then we can work on it. Because I'm not oh, trying to blow up, right? What a drag. So, I mean, you know, I, I kind of feel some sort of way because it's obviously like, you know, you're not wanting to come out, and it's already a $1,000 hit. Or two thousand dollar hit, you know, because I mean that's what that's what you're looking like, you know. And it, that sometimes sometimes some people steal one side, or you get all four taken off. Because on the newer trucks, they have four catalytic converters. You know, I just have one on each side. You got you got four bad boys on there, so it, it kind of sucks. But I mean, it's just and sometimes it's 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 uh, it's preventable to a certain extent because you could put either skid play, you can make cages, you can make. You know, put sheets of metal. Something let's let's walk out here real quick. I want to your shop and and talk me through where you would put a cage in. Uh, you got a Silverado so, up yeah, up I on this a, lift right yeah, here. Yeah, I got a Silverado right here. So if say like this this model right here has three catalytic converters, right? This one has three catalytic converters. You see, this is the third unit right here that we're looking at. Okay. So like if we were to do something here, I would make a cage that would gonna that either can wrap around this frame. Okay, so you're and coming around from the right, the passenger side frame. The rail. passenger side frame, and then more or less kind of tied into right here to the almost cross member section. Okay. But, I mean, we got to make it where it's it's unboltable. We got to make it where, you know, if you need to take it off, you need to do any services for any reason, you have to be able to take it off. Yeah. And then if we were to do something for the front catalytic converters, we have to make a skid play from the cross member almost to, to the, the engine cross member, you know? So, I mean, everything has to be where... If you have to take it off, you have to take it off. We, as much as we would like to weld it to really prevent it, if you have to do services, like we're going to do a transmission flush, we have to be able to take it off. So I, I imagine, though, if you've only given yourself a minute per vehicle for theft, it's just like an alarm. The guy's going to see a blinking red light and go, eh, I'll just go do some other car, right? Yeah. I'll do some other truck. It's just... Once a guy sees a cage, he's probably not going to think, ah, oh, I got to go yeah, through the cage. He's probably going to be like, I'm, I'm going to be there for a while just to try to steal this. Well, I could go steal another one, right? But then again, I mean, I've even gotten a lot of people where like, you know, why doesn't my alarm work? And it's like, well, the alarm is for the inside. 
the alarm isn't for your exhaust. You know, the alarms were designed for the bottom end. It was designed if they break inside of your car. And sometimes you do get some really delicate alarms that you touch the car and it's already beeping, right? Those are annoying. They're always yeah. going off oh, yeah, in the they're, mall they're parking crazy. lot. Yeah. But then for this, you know, for these circumstances, I think that would be nice, right? Right. But I mean, it's just that type of scenario where, you know, the skid plates, yeah, they're, they're a little bit more pricey because even nowadays, metal's gone up. Everything's gone up, you know? So material-wise, all that, it's not that crazy. But I mean, a $200 skid plate, I mean, compared to a $1,000 hit, yeah, I mean, I think that's kind of worth it at the end of the it's day. It's good insurance. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Compared yeah. to having you having to deal with your insurance and trying to get it done. Yeah. Right? Any idea why the Dallas area seems to be more susceptible to um, this well, kind of theft? Or is it just maybe that's where the TRXs that I'm seeing are, that's where there's more TRXs in uh, in, Dal in the Dallas area. In the Dallas, area. In the Dal yeah, in the DFW, I've seen a lot of more TRXs. Um, personally, I haven't seen one of those bad boys up here at all for one of those yet. Um, but I mean, I'm just assuming because there's more out there. I've seen a lot more than, I mean, I've been a couple other cities in the, in the States. And I mean, then again, I mean, it's more of a gem car, gem truck, right? Where you really don't see them. I mean, I've even seen some Hellcats get hit. But then again, those guys are like, I'm gonna put some headers on, you know? So it's just, you know, they're gonna, oh, well, I'm gonna do the mod. That makes more of an excuse to do this mod, gotcha. right? But I mean, then again, I mean, we're talking a TRX where it has the height for it, you know, and I'm just, they're just going out there and chopping it up. Well, I'm asking you because I'm thinking, I wonder if I need to put, I need to get under there and see if there's anything that we can do uh, an attractive like skid plate or something yeah I'm, I'm assuming i mean more or less you can i mean and, and you would assume because it's a four-wheel drive truck you know they they would do those type of things in case if you go off-roading you don't want to hit none of those, your components right so sometimes i would say you know why don't those trucks come with it already i mean you're already paying you know six figures for the truck why not you know you're gonna why not have it already right, right, right. so i mean it's just one of those things where i get a lot of people where they want to do that you know just because even the looks of it you know the aesthetics of it and, and it looks nice at the end of the day it looks really nice to do something like that now we do are out of steel but there's some people that wanted aluminum you know sometimes the only thing is just kind of maneuvering the metal for the aluminum right making sure it looks good making little 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 slots and everything making sure you know you actually get to cool down your exhaust at the end of the day as well right because i mean that's what you want the, the airflow to do absolutely mm -hmm. good man bringing so, that up yeah yeah but at, at the end of the day you know i think just putting a nice skid plate would be pretty nice you know it's you know, saves you so much money to do it, right? So A&R, what do you guys, what's your specialty here? Because you, I mean, not many guys in the area know how to do aluminum welding. Yeah, yeah, so I went to school for that. You know, I did my stainless steel, I did aluminum and all that, but we specialize in exhaust, you know, mufflers, you know. But, uh, like hot rods or trucks or what is your, yeah, what I mean, is your preference? Well, or you just do everything? I do a little bit of everything. You know, we get our, we get our little hot rods, you know, whenever we do, we get our modern muscle cars, you know, and then we get our typical, you know, dailies you know that we have to do their service for them because you were mentioning when we first pulled up that your pop has a couple of c10s correct yeah yeah so like on the side we do our little classic cars and then you know they know him for so long you know he's been doing this from arlington to grand prairie where they know him like hey where's ricardo at you know seniors like because you know he does the exhaust for those so you know it's a little nice you know coming in and seeing those older cars and you know we get the chance of working on them because sometimes you know they've already put so much money into it or then again i mean it's your it's your baby at the end of the day right you want to make sure it gets done correctly and everything and you know so i I like that, you know, where we don't just get a certain type of car, we get a little bit of everything. And I kind of like that. We're like, you know, I'm not just working on cars. You know what? I did a, did your 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 fender, your aluminum fender, where, you know, sometimes some shops won't do that. You know what? We don't got a guy that welds aluminum. You're gonna have to go find another shop, you know? So that's what I like, where if we could provide a little bit more service, then that's what I get into. The main thing we don't do is just kind of general mechanic. You know, I'm not going to go into your heads and put you a different block or, you know, put you a little different heads and all that. No, you're, you're a specialty shop. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, we kind of do. And then, like I said, I mean, the stuff that's arising right now. 
the thefts of catalytic converters or just in general, you know, just kind of the general maintenance of your typical exhaust. Mm-hmm. Got it. So well, congratulations on the success here, Ricardo. So it's A&R Muffler. Are you, are you technically in Arlington yes, here? Yes, this is still Arlington area. Okay. Yeah, so we're in Arlington right off of Division and, and uh, 360, okay. right next to the home of the Cowboys, right? You know, a couple couple minutes away from it. So, yeah, we're still in Arlington. You know, that's that's, that's where we wanted to be, yeah. I mean, close to home and everything. We literally awesome. live down the road. So. All right, well, dude, thank you very much for fixing our trailer and uh, getting us back on the road. Hey, well, I appreciate right it. Here. Y'all have a safe road awesome. and everything, okay? I appreciate y'all showing me the truck because, man, that thing's nice, you know? Oh, I yeah. Lockjaw is cool. Video. That way I can see the whole building. I'll everything. text you some cool photos. All righty, man. Hey, well, y'all take it easy, okay? I appreciate right, it again. Thank okay. you. Thank you. Later. He was awesome, home, and he totally saved the day. Uh, Ricardo stepped up, welded the trailer. Then we drove. And then, of course, uh, Jim Glow paid for that. Uh, I didn't let them know about that yet. Mm, I probably should have. You should. Because they had uh, JB welded that sucker in there. There was some some welds, and then they yeah, JB welded. I, I would reach back to the manufacturer, give them a chance to make it right for you. Yeah. Well, well he not, did, a cheap, not a cheap trailer. No, he did such a good job that doesn't need to be fixed again. No, like, I know, but you still have to pay for it. I would just say, Jim Glow, hey, I was on a trip across the country. Yeah, you it know, was 100 you... bucks. Yeah. I mean, he gave me a smoking deal. Still. Yeah, I agree. So, so we drove uh, 20 hours straight from there to Lake Havasu City. And uh, we were going to put the trailer and uh, our, the Ram, the trailer, Lockjaw, all in a guy's shop in Albuquerque and spend the night there. And it was too late. And he goes, nope, keep driving. I'm not getting out of bed to open my shop so you can pull in. So he said, keep on driving. So we trucked 20 hours straight. Actually, that's not true. That's not true. We stopped at a freaking rest stop somewhere in New Mexico at about 2 a.m. Mm-hmm. Cuz I needed about a lot two. lizard. Yep. I need no I didn't get a lot lizard. <laughs> this is again a rest stop, not at uh You don't think not, there's not, a lot lizards at not, a rest stops? Not at Chunky's Wild West uh, and Gas. Okay, you know got what it. I mean? Yeah, yeah. So I'm picking uh, up what you put down. So I'm with Steve and Steve is um great guy, salt of the earth. He works with me. I'm going to I'm just going to rest here. Don't fall asleep because you I know that you snore. So you need to stay awake. I'm going to rest because I'm going to drive the rest of the way, all the way through to Havasu. And he goes, no problem. I can't, I don't fall asleep sitting up. I said, perfect. I put him in the passenger seat. He can't recline because there's a ton of boxes behind him. Literally not even a millimeter. He can't recline. So I sit there. It takes me about 10 minutes to finally like wad up a jacket and like use it as a pillow. And I'm just as I'm closing my eyes. There's a pig in your truck. And here I am. All I want to do is sleep. And he promised he wouldn't fall asleep. And within 30 seconds, he was out. Well, that tells you that sometimes uh, you just need to uh, let your body do the sleeping. (sighs) My body is the one that needed to do the sleeping. Well, I mean, I feel like you guys messed up. Like, there should have been a place where you could have crashed out. Or bring a cot and then just, like, put it. You know, in the parking spot next to you. Probably should Or have. on the trailer or should have, something. I would have crashed out on the uh, the bed of Lockjaw, but there was a bunch of boxes and parts on that, too. Well, that seems we like were a, way overloaded. a you problem. It was all a me what, problem. What, it's always a me what, problem. What, did you ever weigh it? I'm curious. Did you weigh the trailer along the way? No. And which one of you had the commercial driver's license to be dri- driving a uh, wrapped what are you talking company about? vehicle across state lines? Commercial? This is not commercial. That's a personal vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be uh, hard to explain to the uh, the highway constable as you're uh, uh, trying to outmaneuver him with your logo on the doors of one truck and a full wrap on the other. No, it's personal. Oh, okay, let me see your driver's license, Mr. Banks. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. What's, What's new in trucks? We need to know. 
What's new in trucks? We need to know. What's new in trucks? We need to know. Lifted, lowered, and everything in between. What's happening in the world of trucks? Ah! Yeah, a little rusty. Yeah, a little, a little yeah. rusty. All right, here's the deal. Uh, this episode is starting to uh, approach three or four hours now. No, so, no, no. We're we're right at like uh, just under the two hour mark. All right, so we're gonna we're gonna got time for news. We can't. We're gonna them. fire through news. Okay, and then we'll do uh, a little more in depth on the next one, especially uh, with your emails on the next one. All right. So for this week, quick news here. Uh, of course, we would be remiss if we didn't. Ah! I haven't heard. No, nope. no, no we're not heard. there yet. Yeah, no. We would be remiss if we ignored the fact that uh, the internet was alive with memes over the past week as Ford finally dropped information on the uh, Raptor R. Ah! Now, I have a lot of thoughts about it. I'm not going to go into detail right now because we don't have a lot of time, so we'll save that for next time. But let's talk about the basics. Uh, Raptor R gets the 5.2 liter Predator V8 out of the GT500 making 700 horsepower and 640 pound-feet of torque. So uh, if you compare that to the GT500, which made 760, but only 625 on torque, you can see that uh, Ford did some tuning tricks and did some other things to adjust the powertrain. Now, really, they couldn't just do 703 I mean, and had what, the most powerful truck? Really? That is stunning that they didn't do that. That is yeah. stunning. I mean, that's that a it, Ford playbook move right there. I mean, they a didn't. quarter pound of boost. Come on. Come on, guys. You could have easily done 703. Why, Why wouldn't they have to? Like, I don't know. The whole reason they released the truck is to beat the Ram TRX, and then right. they let it go by now, two? Now, they, they, I've been... Listen, you guys know Raptor is close to my heart. Yeah. And you know that I love the TRX. I love both. They're, they're both tr- great trucks. I was sitting back watching the meme wars and the internet flame wars go back and forth, and the TRX is like, ah, most powerful truck ever. And then the Raptor guys are like... Bro, power to weight ratio. And then Ford, apparently in their press release material, said, yes, we're the most torque-dense truck engine ever. Torque-dense? you're like, come on, you guys. That's some serious spin. Just You didn't hit 703. You should be ashamed of yourselves a little bit. If I was a marketing guy, I'm like, that's not acceptable. Yeah. I'm not coming to work I, I know, until today 703. And, until you get 703. Yeah, like, exactly. that's insane. Anyway, the estimated 0 to 60 would be 38 TRX is 4.1, but, oh, that's right. but broken in ones are around 3.9. So imagine the Raptor will probably be 3.6, 3.7, somewhere in there. It'll be a little bit faster. I'm sure we're going to see a lot of quarter mile races yeah, once the, yeah. the, the R is out. Now, the uh, if in, just so you don't have to Google, the uh, TRX has 6.50, which is 10 uh, more pound feet of torque. Uh, also has another liter bigger of uh, displacement. And so, it's a lot heavier, isn't it? It's a lot heavier. Yeah, it's, it's probably, I don't know, seven or 800 pounds or something like that. Uh, so anyway, they recalibrated it. Uh, by the way, uh, 1,400 pounds of payload versus the TRX's, uh, I believe, 1,300 pounds, and 8,700 pounds of towing versus the TRX's 8,100 pounds, and 37-inch tires versus the TRX's 35. So, you know, they're, listen, they're trying to hit every category they can. Why they didn't hit horsepower is beyond me because that's, again, such a, a forward move. I'm disappointed in two things. I'll save it for next time. Uh, styling. And also suspension, but I'll explain that when we go in more depth on this. Um, oh, you got me curious. I don't know what they would have not done with suspension. Let's so save it. Anyway, we, we, we don't have time because I don't want this to be a full uh, Raptor R uh, segment because we have so much more news to get to. This has the same 120 mile an hour governed speed. All right, sorry. Here's the notes on the weight. So the TRX is about 6760, which equals about 9.6 pound per horsepower. The Raptor should be around 6100 pounds which is, again, a, a pretty significant difference. That's two of us not on board. Uh, and the power-to-weight ratio will drop from the uh, 3.5-liter Raptor 37's 13.3 to about 8.6, so about one pound per horsepower better than the TRX. 
So we'll we'll see, right? Anyway, it'll be interesting to see how it puts it to the ground. The other thing that I'll I'll note is a 2022 TRX starts at eighty thousand six eighty five. Okay. Really well optioned when you're clicking just about everything on the box, including the towing mirrors and all that. You're right around ninety nine thousand. And if you include the uh, ignition package, uh, you get up to around one oh five five fully loaded. The Raptor R starts starts again. All TRXs are the same as far as chassis goes. All you're doing is technology and creature comforts and all that. So a, a TRX at eighty thousand six eighty five. Starts Raptor R 109.145. Wow, that's a lot of coin. Wow, that is a lot of coin. Wow, T H A K Y O U. Thank you. Wow, uh, thank you, Ford 109.145. So, anyway, I, I'll, well, I'll dig into my thoughts on Raptor. I have not driven it in case you are curious. Uh, so this will be a sideline commentary on on overview of the truck and some of my thoughts, but we'll save that for next time. Hey, lighting, did you hear? Uh, no, I did not. Uh, if you're a 2022 Ford Maverick uh, customer, uh, Ford is wanting you to uh, push into a 2023 model or you'll have to forego some options. My guess is end of July, switchover coming at the plant pretty soon. Although I have seen a ton of Mavericks out there, and, and people are starting to uh, finally get them. They're on the road. Uh, they're all over the place. I saw a yellow one that uh, I'm not a big fan of yellow, typically. It's a really good yellow. And it didn't look too bad on that? No, it looked great. Yeah. I I, I, I told you I wanted to hate the Maverick. I just can't. Yeah. There's just a lot about it I that, feel that, I like. that I'm also a wannabe hater and uh, can't be. Uh, also, some spy photos have shown the Ford Maverick as a Tremor package. So if you remember the F-150, the Super Duty, the Ranger all have Tremor variants that are sort of the mix between your typical off-road package and then the Raptor level. Uh, so it looks like uh, you might be getting a, uh, a Maverick. It's the only truck in Ford's lineup that doesn't have that. So it'll be interesting to see what they're able to do to yeah, get a little more off capability. You're going to slam it and put on airbags anyway. That's what you're going to do with the Maverick. That's what you should do. I mean, some people. Turn it into not, a Mini. Not everybody. I think everyone uh, I, should. I think I think it'll be exciting. Uh, I want to know what they're going to do. Obviously, there's more aggressive tires. Looks like the uh, there's some Falcon Wild Peaks. The fascia looks a little bit different. There's some of the uh, orange accents that come on the other tremors. Will they upgrade the suspension to you know some better shocks and things like that? Uh, we have yet to know. Uh, but I'm going to tell you right now, we're pretty sure a Tremor Maverick on the way. Hey, lighting, did you hear? How about new? No, I don't think so. Uh, VW of America CEO is uh, going to be um, changing his job within the company and running their new EV... Custodian's department. Nope. Running their new off-road EV brand called Scout. If you remember, oh. we've talked about in the past how when Volkswagen bought uh, International, they basically got the Scout trademark, which is why Ford and others haven't been able to use that in this space. And we talked on a previous show how Scout is going to be a retro, modern interpretation of Scout as an EV off-road vehicle. So the... CEO of VW of America went, I want that job now. That's that's a huge move. That tells you that, what kind of bet he wants to make yeah, on that. Yeah, that speaks volumes. Uh, I, I guess he's uh, he's a fan of scouts, and uh, he's going to be the guy that uh, gets the call. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. It's kind of, a, I don't know, pretty exciting news, uh, if you like that sort of thing. I do. Hey, Lightning, did you hear? What? No. No, I did not. I asked if you heard. Did you hear? I, I don't I don't think Did you hear lighting? So No No 
No, I did not. Uh, J.D. Power released the 2022 U.S. Automotive Performance Execution and Layout Appeal Study. Now, this is the... Uh, <laughs> it's the longest title for a, a study ever. Right. So, appeal is what it goes by. Uh, it, it's basically... Do it's, you like this or do you not? Right. Like, what's your passion and enthusiasm for the brand and the products okay. versus how quality the product is. Like one is is empirical and is objective. The other is subjective. I like Ferrari, but it falls apart. That kind of thing? Right, but I love Ferrari, so I'm going to give them a high score anyway. Gotcha. Now, of, what, now, what would you do with Jaguar where it's, I kind of like it and it kind of falls apart? It would be apart. in the middle. I see. So what's interesting is uh, the order of uh, vehicles, like the uh, the top five. Number one was Dodge. Hmm. So I guess Hellcat everything has done a lot to uh, make people passionate about see, the brand. if you counted down backwards, I could go, Number five. All right, but I'm not. I'm going the other way. <laughs> well, hold on. Let me see if I can cue it up. This now I can't. Sorry. Uh, all right. So out of companies that make trucks, the top five looks like uh, Ford in the number five spot, which I was actually kind of surprised about. Really? Why? I would think at least one or two. Uh, I guess you could get maybe it's six because Hyundai's above them, and Hyundai has a little Santa Cruz what? pickup truck. Okay. And then next uh, on this the is, list at really number a, four would this be about appeal Chevrolet. Okay. GMC. They're actually really close, followed by Ram and then Dodge. So those are uh, what people love. Hmm. At least in the top five of people making trucks. Okay. All right. Uh, did you hear? No. 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 No, I did not. The Chevy Silverado HD was ranked best heavy-duty pickup in J.D. Power's 2022 initial quality survey. The which one? The 2022... Chevy Silverado HD ranked best heavy-duty pickup in the hmm. J.D. Power 2022 initial quality survey. Now, this is the one where quality does matter. Not about the passion for the brand, but how well the truck is screwed together. Interesting. I can see that. All right. Is that because they don't allow you to put any aftermarket accessories on it and <laughs> then will not uh, have a warranty? Uh, so they don't, yeah, they discount anything <laughs> that is uh, modded. Yeah, some, well, I some will say do. that we have quite a few full-size GM trucks at the shop, and I would say, over, man, I don't know. Between them and Ford, we don't have any issues with the Fords. So Listen, like, you can't really buy a bad car today. It doesn't, I don't know. You know. Cars, trucks are built so well. There just isn't. I, look, I will, used to be a penalty box. I know. I will say if you're, if, if, if of the big three, Ram is probably the least good as far as the, qual- the build quality is concerned. They just won an award for build quality. I'm just saying. Yeah, I think you're talking out of your butt. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe on the TRX, I got a little like you know my uh, my my heads up display. Yeah, and there's a plastic cup that like goes down yeah. into it's like a surround mm-hmm. goes down. You mean where I lost dashboard. my parking ticket? Yeah, that. And also, mine was popping out. It it had 70 miles on it when it popped out, and I'm like, ah, did someone... you click it back in? I tried. It didn't really stay. I just pressed and pressed and pressed. So and you the, broke it? Must, no, it that just popped up on its own. No, I, I, I manipulated. So far right now, it's down. It's hmm. staying. But I have a feeling in the heat, it's going to pop back up. And I'm like, what am I going to do? Like, go give, like, t- I want a new dashboard? No, that's insane. No, they're not, the dashboard's not bad. You just get that trim piece. It's a little a tiny big, plastic piece. It's a big yeah. deal. Well, See, that's mean, what bothers you? That's what bothers people who took this survey. <sighs> Listen, all vehicles have like 30,000 parts. There's going to be do. a couple of them that probably aren't always perfect. Yeah. Hey, uh, did you hear? No. No, I did not. Uh, Ford is doubling down on EV pickups with Ranger, Maverick, Lightning, and now? I, I don't know. What's Thunder left? trademarks. Shut the f*** up. No way. Are you serious? <laughs> yep. Lightning and Thunder trademarked by Ford. 
That's just dumb. <laughs> but, Stop but it, Ford. Lightning doesn't make any noise. Thunder does. They're EVs. They don't make noise. How does the thunder make sense? And what's thunder going to be? Is thunder a performance lightning? Because thunder follows lightning. You must be out of your mind. I don't. Come on. I don't. Really? No, I just know more are coming and they've trademarked that stuff. Hey, hey, Ford. Lower the suckage. <laughs> Maybe. Lower the suckage. I mean, Thunder. Right. So Ford also filed U.S., according to the story uh, on Motor Trend, U.S. trademarks for F-150 Thunder, Ranger Thunder, and Maverick Thunder. So maybe they are performance variants. Or maybe those are... Or maybe they're the plug-in versions. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Hey, Lightning, did you hear? No! No, no! 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 No, I don't think so. Uh, All 2023 Jeep Wranglers now have air conditioning. Why, wait, what? You, there were some that didn't? Yeah, you could actually order one previously you, with no air conditioning for, really, like, total stripper. AC delete. AC delete, yep. So that's, you're So this is the opposite. If you did that. This is an opposite of a Wrangler 392. <laughs> um, so this is in the- uh, the, I, Hold on. Is there a comfort delete option? Hey, listen. <laughs> in theory- I'd like the sweat box now, model, Now, you can't please. find one, but in theory, you could order a brand new two-door 2022 Wrangler Sport for $29,995. All right. All right, that came with uh, Uconnect 3 with a little itty-bitty tiny 5-inch touchscreen and no air conditioning. Okay. The next uh, trim up was the Willy Sport. Could also be had with no air conditioning. Is that the Antarctic edition? <laughs> but you could choose to be frosty if you wanted to pay. Uh-huh. There's a $1,395 option for 22 that gets you air conditioning with Uconnect 4 and the 7-inch display. Uh-huh. Now, we're going to fast forward in the future to 2023. And Jeep has implemented some changes to its bare bones base trim two door 2023 Wrangler Sport. The MSRP went up three hundred bucks, thirty thousand two ninety five. Okay. But the Uconnect four with the seven inch touchscreen is standard, and that five inch is dead, and air conditioning comes with it. Oh, that's a pretty good deal, three hundred okay. bucks for all that. Considering yeah, it was not bad. Yeah. You know, Welcome was, to twenty twenty three. Fourteen hundred before. I mean, mm. that's that's not bad. Okay. So uh, anyway, but you uh, if you order that, you can still- so Without air conditioning, just buy a golf cart. Seriously. Listen- I you, mean, come on. If you hate the idea of AC- uh, <laughs> Who are you if you hate the idea of AC? Unless you're seriously living where? Minnesota? Listen, Alaska? Listen, where do you live? Canada? St- the Yukon. Would you stop? The 2023 base Wrangler Sport still get manual door locks, manual windows- and a manual transmission. That's all cool stuff. Right. That's not, what I'm saying. But not the zero AC. Well, that's... you just don't touch the button now. You just pull the fuse and then you won't be tempted by the, the temptress on the dash <laughs> with the little frosty snowflake uh, icon on it. I see. Listen, some people just want the bare bones. They want the least amount of whatever. Who wants no AC unless how many, it's an old truck? How many vehicles are out there today you can still get crank windows and manual door locks? A few. Name one other one in the ring. I can't, but I know there are That's some. That's your homework. Figure it out. All right. I don't know which one they are. I don't either. <laughs> because it's cheaper <laughs> for most manufacturers to do the power doors and have one part number and one assembly. Right. So they just don't do the manuals anymore. I'm sure maybe on some tr- base truck somewhere. Truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. I'm going to defer to the listeners. <laughs> Truckshowpodcast. Okay. You guys at, have homework. At gmail.com. That is your assignment for the night. Come back tomorrow, email us, and let us know what brand new vehicle is available with manual door locks, yeah. manual for 2023. Windows, that's for 23. All right. Yeah. Hey, Lightning, did you hear? No. I don't think so. Apparently, uh, the U.S. Army went and bought a uh, GMC Hummer for experiments. And as the article on Motor Trend noted, 
it's come full circle now that they're buying a civilian one after the military one inspired the civilian one. Anyway, uh, they want to test it as a military vehicle for operational environments. Yeah, good luck with that. Interesting. So, not a fan? Yeah, I can't say more about that. <laughs> uh, oh, I know why. Yeah. Because you have uh, work embargoes. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, Lighting, did you hear? I mean, no, no. No, I don't know. Definitely not. Maybe I did. I'm not sure until you get to the story. Uh, the off-road capable Trailhawk model in the Jeep Grand Cherokee lineup is now a plug-in hybrid electric vehicle only for 23. Plug-in hybrid only. So uh, you could have hmm. you could have it with the uh, gas V6, three six, but now uh, they'll all be uh, plug-ins. That seems odd because I'd want to off-road it, and that's where I would get in the predicament of having no charging station. You don't need one. It's a hybrid. Hybrid. Well, then I have a, an engine on board, so <laughs> and I'm I've, fine. I've wheeled these in uh, all-electric mode and otherwise, and they're great. I have a malfunction where I just can't keep hybrid, the term hybrid, and then EV. That means mixed. I, I Yeah, hybrid is mixed. Yeah, BEV, battery yeah. electric vehicle. Yeah. It's battery only. Yeah. PF, plug-in hybrid electric vehicle. PF. Are you still in. talking? I'm just trying to educate you. I appreciate that. Uh, do you, though? No, I really do. <laughs> I, I, I actually do. I, All right. I appreciate that. All right, good. Uh, hey, Lightning, did you hear? What? No. No, I don't think so. Uh, the GMC Canyon diesel Duramax engines are built out for the 2022 model year. That might be the end wait, of it, wait, folks. Wait. What do you mean built out? Built out meaning it's done. It's over. Bye. Hmm. That the little 2.8 Dunzo. Little 2.8, the LWN as it's known. Yeah, says uh, the Duramax engine for the 2022 GMC Canyon ended on July 4th. As a result, the 22 GMC Canyon is no longer available to order that engine. Um, it's a little underpowered, I think. It's for, a lot underpowered, yeah, a lot. And the 3.0 is much better. Uh, yeah, but you're talking about a six versus a four. I know two generations I, different. I get a it. completely different thing. I don't get it. Then apparently. <laughs> The two the two eight is just uh, yeah, it's too little engine and uh, too much truck. Mm, yeah, my understanding is uh, the 2023 Canyon, which is expected to ramp up in January, uh, won't have the diesel. So it's just what I've heard. Just saying. Yeah. Hey, Lightning, what did you hear? I, I mean, did you hear? No, God, please, no, no. I did not hear the upcoming news. You don't want to talk about truck news anymore? I do. What do you got? Never get tired of truck news. The Jeep Wrangler uh, is still outselling Ford's Bronco almost two to one. That does not surprise me. Ford did not have the the impact, I think, that they wanted because of the supply chain issues. I think being, supply chain yep. is, is a lot of it. I know a lot of people who are still waiting for theirs. So I don't think it's demand. I guy think it's that I work chain. with, you know Chris Bruni at work, mm-hmm. and he's been waiting for his for over a year. Yep. All right, so uh, through June, the Blue Oval uh, sold 54,842 Broncos, whereas Jeep sold 99,497 Wranglers. That's a crap ton of uh, units yeah. for just six months. Hmm. I mean, both manufacturers. That's, that's, a healthy, uh, that's healthy on, on both counts. And just out of uh, blatant curiosity, I looked into uh, how many of those were the 4 by es Full 20% of the Wranglers were 4 by es 4 by es are... Plug-in, hybrid, electric I know vehicle. that. I do okay. know that one. It's the blue logos. Yes. And I got to say that that is the one that has been super hot Here, lately. But check this out. 10,861 sold in the first six months of the year. Makes it the best-selling plug-in hybrid in America. Is that true? More than Priuses. What? How rad is that? Jeep's like... Pfft, pfft. 
we got a plug-in hybrid too. What if you want to feel good about it? By the way, people, listen. We've said it on the show before. Don't get an electric vehicle because you want to save the earth. That's all bogus. Get an electric vehicle because it does cool things that are better. Good for better, you. better yeah. yeah, and and it has features and functions, and it's a better off-road, and it's quiet in your neighborhood when you're sneaking out or something or whatever the case. But don't do it because you think you're being green to the planet because it's bullshit. But the fact that uh, they're the best-selling plug-in in America and it's a dumb old Wrangler, kind of cool. That is super cool. They're insanely popular. This doesn't include the Bronco Sport, which is not a Bronco. It's just an Escape that has a Bronco logo on it. Uh, they actually still sold 58,000 of those things, so more than the, the, the bigger Bronco, the midsize Bronco. How many of those uh, Bronco Sport people are ones that wanted the big Bronco and couldn't get it? Or uh, they just... A lot. Yeah. I bet. Yeah. Or, but I think a lot of them are probably Subaru, like Crosstrek XV people who wanted American nameplate or like the Bronco styling. My or dad whatever. wanted the Bronco Sport and I told him, nope. Did you really? Yeah, sure did. See, they're cool. They're I said, get a full size one. He goes, yeah. nah, it's too big for me. Yeah. Uh, hey, Lighting, did you hear? No. Nope. The 2023 GMC Sierra 1500 AT4X <gasps> AV edition. Is basically GM's version of the Silverado Bison, and it was released uh, last week or what, a week and a half ago at the Pacific Northwest uh, Overland Expo. Mm-hmm. And uh, GMC looks pretty damn good. Let me see. Look at that. A lot of people are talking about AV bumper on it. And stuff. Yeah, I mean that's a good looking truck. It is a good looking truck. Yeah, that's that looks very uh, very off roady. How crazy if you're AV and you're like, oh, I'm on all these OE programs now. That's huge. I told uh, I Dave, mean, if- who's the founder, I'm like, dude. Congratulations. I remember when we were running around Moab together, and you're like, hey, I just shoved this Hemi in a you know, manual transmission in a JK. And they're like, oh, my God. And now they're providing bumpers for trucks coming off the assembly line. I think it speaks volumes to the quality because yeah. GM especially oh, yeah. is not going to team up with anyone that's got warranty issues. Yeah. And your warranty issue speaks to the quality. Yeah, so all of GM's off-road angles benefit from the changes to the bumpers and whatnot. Uh, approach angle goes from 27 to 32.5. Breakover angle goes up uh, to 23.4 from 23. And the departure angle is 23 versus 22.7 before. And ground clearance is now uh, 11.2 inches, which is about half an inch more than the non-AEV AT4 axis. Uh, again, this comes with a 6.2-liter V8 standard, Multimatic DSSV dampers. Uh, and then uh, going down the list, you get the... Uh, the bumpers, you get the AEV badging, you get the uh, hot stamp steel boron skid plates, five to be exact, covering the uh, the steering, the transfer case, the fuel tank, the rear differential. Uh, I mean, it's pretty darn well protected. So anyway, it's uh, awesome. Oh, and you get the Crestone wheels, which are kind of cool. And the what wheels? Would you Crestone? Think? That's their the name of the AEV wheel that comes on it. An gotcha. actual AEV. Oh, that's wheel a style, not a, okay. Yes, yeah, yes, got yes, it, yes. got it. Uh, with thirty three inch Goodyear Wrangler Territory MT tires, so. Um, it's a good-looking cool. truck. It's freaking industrial strength strong. Yeah. And if you're going to off-road it, like actually off-road it, the, I think there is no bigger, better name than AEV. Hey, uh, Lightning, did you hear? No. No, I did not. 2023 Ford F-150 Tremors will finally get the 5-liter V8. Oh. So you're not uh, stuck to the uh, 3.5 if you're a V8 guy, which that 5-liter V8 in the in the Ford, mm-hmm. this, it's solid. Like, that's a great – it just sounds good. It's smooth. Runs great. That's really my favorite. You're talking about the, it's the Coyote, right? Yes. Yeah. But I just, I, I don't think people, rem- do enough people remember that that engine is out there and that it exists? Nope. They do a just a Every, piss poor job of marketing Because they, they don't want to sell it. They only want to sell the, the EcoBoost. Right. But they, but they make it. For me, uh, that V8 is now standard equipment uh, on the F-150 Tremor. That's the way to go. Yeah. Right. And the Tremor's a great package. We had it on four-wheeler of the year. We <coughs> loved Wibble it. Wibble Supercharger. <laughs> Wibble Supercharger. <laughs> <laughs> well, you could definitely do that. Uh-huh. So. 
All right, uh, hey, Lightning, did you hear? No, I did not. Motor Trend tested the 2022 Ford F-150 Lightning Lariat, and uh, it's the fastest F-150 they've ever tested. And I don't You're know if not I t- wrong. You just may be less than right. No way. So I got, uh, I have one coming in a couple weeks. So if you want to go for a ride in it, yes. I'll have it for a week. The F-150 Lightning Lariat. Um, well, F-150 Lightning. I haven't looked at the Monroe. I don't know what trim level they're sending me. I see. But the Lariat is quicker than the loaded Platinum F-150 Lightning Lariat zips from 0 to 60 in 3.8 seconds. And on through the quarter mile, 12.4 at 106.9. Oh, my Lord. Where the uh, Platinum best were 4 seconds uh, to 60 and 12.7 at 105.9. So the Platinum, they're just hanging a bunch more weight on there, right? I would assume. Well, I mean, but it's also, yeah. I mean, you're, you're definitely penalized by all the luxuries that come on it. So, um, But, dude, that's... That's fast. Yeah, that's, either either of those trucks are, are, I can't, you know, you look at probably what the internal combustion engine, guys, one thing yeah, EV does really well, it's go fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's well, we, we I learned that in the Rivian you had recently. How uh, long are you going to have this Lightning? I think I have it eight or nine days. Okay. Yeah. Great. Can Definitely we, not as long as I've had this Lightning. Can we go on a mini road trip, like a, a uh, day, a day trip? Maybe, because I have to do a couple mileage runs in okay. it. Uh, and I've reached out to a tire manufacturer to see if I can get the most aggressive tire and the stock size and some wheels to borrow, because okay. I want to do a test back and forth to see what just alone tire tread does to your your uh, mileage. That's an interesting uh, test. So I'm, I'm trying to line that up right now. I'd be very interested to see your, yeah. your, your findings. So I want to do the same loop a couple of days later at a full charge with the uh, with the more aggressive uh, meats on there. I'll take a day off if you can get the truck. Uh, well, the truck's coming, so take a day off. All right. Well, you got to tell me what day. All right. I'll do it uh, right after we finish the show. Truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. We said it earlier. We do want your email. We love reading it. We're going to read it next show truck show podcast at gmail.com hit us up won't you the truck show the truck show the truck show oh, oh. he's at lbc lighting i'm at sean p holman we are at truck show podcast again you can uh leave us a message in our dms we'd love to hear from you guys or uh leave us a message on the five star hotline 657-205-6105 tell us what's on your mind uh, so I owe you guys a, uh, a walk around. I put up on my Facebook page when I bought the uh, the truck, the new truck, and I said, "Hey, I'll give you a walk around." And I I, I owe that to you on my my Facebook page and the uh, Instagram at LBC Lighting. So I will do that soon for those of you that uh, would like to get up and close and personal in in my business. <laughs> uh, that's really weird Kinda phrasing. Weird. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, if you. Uh... <laughs> Just want to follow one of the people on the Truck Show podcast and see what kind of cigars and bourbon he's uh, smoking. Just follow me and steak. Get up in my business. I saw steak last night. Dude, that was one of the best steaks I've ever had. Yeah. Ten ounce center cut fillet flown in from the Chicago stockyards that morning. Mm. Oh, so good. Is it the taste or is it the tenderness All or is it, it both? It. Really, just, I, and I'm not a fillet guy. I'm a ribeye guy. I like yeah. having the marbly fat. You know. Yeah. Blah. Oh, so good. I don't mm. do any of the fat. Well, I got oh, enough fat around my middle for. Yeah. for I don't. This need is to good eat fat. That. Yeah, no. This, this isn't the cholesterol that you and I are carrying. This no. is all like good red meat fat. Blech. Hey, by the way, so uh, you guys uh, have slipped into my DMs, and I encourage you to do so again if you're looking for any branch parts. I can uh, I can hook a brother up. I'm just uh, letting you know. I don't know why you said branks that way. Did I say banks? You're banks. 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 Just say banks. B-A-N-K-S. You sponsor banks. the show now, you're good. Well, you, you always whisper. whisper. I, I know, but you whisper, so I was, I was things that taking should, a tip. shouldn't talk about 
All right. Hey, we got to thank Nissan for uh, putting up with us. Yahoo's just like you guys have for four years. So uh, thank you, Nissan, for being our presenting sponsor. Without you, the Truck Show podcast would uh, not be what it is, which is a good thing or a bad thing, depending on uh, who you are and if you like the show or not. Uh, if you are in the market for a midsize truck, can't recommend checking out the Nissan Frontier enough. In fact, a few of you have emailed us saying that you went out and bought one, that it wasn't even on your shopping More than list. just a few. I think yeah. we're well almost a dozen now. Well, a few now. people like, got their neighbors, too, or their kid, too. But yeah, you know, a lot of people didn't even have it on their radar until we started talking about it and said, hey, I, I was looking at some other stuff, and I really like the Frontier. So I think uh, that's a definitely a great option. Of course, the uh, full-size Titan and Titan XD, the industry's best five-year, 100,000-mile warranty. And uh, listen, head over to NissanUSA.com where you can build and price any of those trucks and uh, see what the pricing is, see what the color options are, what the trim levels are. And uh, Lightning over here is a Platinum uh, Reserve kind of guy. I'm a Pro 4X kind of guy. I'm because I'm bougie. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, as you're making your cross-country trips, and especially if you've got a diesel... And you're you're wondering when your truck is in regen. Like you 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 know you're drinking deaf left and right. You're stopping at every Bucky's and every Loves and every Pilot, filling up with deaf. And you're like, how often am I really regening? Like, why is this thing going through deaf so much? You want to keep an eye on it. That eye is the bank's eye dash. Plug in a bank's eye dash. It displays all of the information that your dashboard doesn't. So if you're looking for data, you're looking for boost. You're looking for temps pressures, speeds, calculated parameters you can't find anywhere else, hit up bankspower.com, type in your year, make, and model, and see what they've got for you. If you're on a road trip and you feel like uh, pulling off uh, to to explore the backcountry, you definitely want to uh, check out our friends over at Onyx, whether you go to onyxmaps.com on the website, or if you head over to uh, Onyx Off-Road, the app on your Google Play or uh, Apple App Store, uh, you're going to find a robust app for finding rad trails off-road. There's so much stuff that you can do, whether it's the thousand of off-road trails, the featured trails that tell you difficulty and length, uh, the public and private land ownership info. You can save maps for offline use when you don't have cell service. Customize with markups, waypoints, photos, notes, track, save, and share trips with friends. Can syncs with CarPlay and Android Auto, and a change on one of the devices will change all the devices on your account. Sign up for an account today and use the code TRUCKSHOW to get a discount. And uh, let them know you heard it from us. Lightning and Holman, Truck Show Podcast. And most of all, guys, your takeaway from this episode? Don't do drugs. Nope. Don't eat at Whataburger. Nope. <laughs> what a burger! <laughs> <laughs> Don't eat at what a burger either. <laughs> what a burger. It's a four hundred degrees in here. I'm ready I to go. Know what I, was I was just gonna say. Remember to mount to your parameters. monitor key engine parameters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That too. The Truck Show Podcast is a production of Motor Trend Group. This podcast was created and produced by Sean Holman and Jay Tillis with production elements by DJ Omar Khan. If you like what you've heard, please head over to Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star rating. And if you're a fan of the Truck Show Podcast, we encourage you to visit and patronize our sponsors. Thanks for watching, and remember, everything matters.